It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. That turned out to be false. Are you sorry about that? I'll see you tomorrow. Come talk to me. I don't know whether she's impactful enough to have changed that position of the White House press secretary forever, but it's kind of like she's normalized lying. I mean, honest to God, it's a strong statement to make, but it's true. And then just she literally, if you saw the video of that incident, Corinne Jean-Pierre smiled arrogantly, like closed her book, tucked it under her arm. She says, come see me. See you tomorrow. Literally waved her hand and walked out of the room. And there she goes. (laughs) The guy asking the question was James Rosen. He's the... uh, now works for Newsmax. You might remember that name. We used to have him on the air all the time. We got to get him back on. I would love to get his take on that. Yeah, it's a great idea. A week or something. That would be great. Yes, but he said. He said if you caught the beginning of what he said there, he goes, "You've said things that turned out to be false six times. Do you feel oh, bad about that? Hard call out." And, <laughs> and it calls for it. It may be kind of unprofessional to say something like that, but it's time. No, they you're flat out lying. There. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's bad. Why not? I mean, you gotta. Someone's gotta hold the, these people accountable. And it's not only him who's I mean, getting frustrated. It's everybody in that yes. room at this point because they said. I mean, everybody was asking the question. They're looking for information about the documents. Where does it stand now? Can you give us anything? She won't give any more information. When it comes to the Department of Justice, when it comes to legal matters, when it comes to legal issues, uh, we have been very clear that we are not going to comment. We are not going to uh, politically interfere. Translation: We're not saying anything. And that is the cop-outs. Could could incriminate us. Yes, exactly. I mean, they're they're incriminated enough at this point. So that that is the cop-out they're waiting to use. Well, we're not going to say anything. This is a legal process. We're going to, you know, leave it to the Department of Justice. Yep. It's it's a perfect cop-out for them. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nothing to see here. Ask me about something else, and I'll lie about that, too. Yep, exactly. Well, something fascinating happened on CNN yesterday. Not, it, they're not the only one, but this was just interesting because they've had on for a long time. I guess she's their medical director or something, this, uh, Dr. Leanna Wen. I've seen her on there before. So they had her on, and uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, co-anchor there in middays, but she used to work at the Trump White House in the communications department. Look how three years after the fact, how fascinating this is, how they're starting to very, very softly talk about how wrong the COVID numbers were and are. It's amazing how they're getting this information out there now. Isn't it funny? Just all the and you know what I love too is and I know we have the sound here, but it's just I love that they talk about it like it's new, right? You know, new information, breaking this is, update. <laughs> this is something. You know what they should have come out and said? According to reports from January of 2021, we can now <laughs> confirm two years later. Now, as we play this for you, the CNN report from yesterday. Don't forget, they were the one. They were the network that had the big. For two years, two and a half, maybe three years, giant right-hand side of the screen, pulsing COVID death number. That's right. Not cured cases. No. Not, you know, not, you know, they would do cases and deaths, and it was like pulsing red to scare the bejesus out of you. Looking back on that now, how shameful is that? Oh, oh, oh my God. The worst in broadcast history. Wow. I would say. Now, flash forward. Everybody knew at the time, that doesn't seem right. These numbers aren't adding up. There's something wrong with these cases. There's something wrong with these death numbers. We had anecdotal reports and also published reports of they they categorized everything as a COVID death. Everything was a COVID case. COVID, 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 remember? Oh, yes. Well, look how it changes now. Then what is the evidence that these COVID deaths are actually being overcounted? 
Well, this is the reason why this kind of transparent reporting is going to be so important. There is a way for us to look at death certificates and also to look at the medical records of individuals prior to their death. And I think this needs to be separated into three categories. One is the um, the COVID as a direct contributor, the primary cause of death. The second is, could it be a secondary contributing cause? So for example, somebody with kidney disease, COVID then pushes them over the edge to have kidney failure. That's COVID as a contributing cause and then she said that then we just get plain old covid you know but they're, they're different categories they they labeled everything as covid and i would bet you dollars to donuts it was about funding we've been oh a hundred percent we always said this because we've been saying this for two and a half years because there was those you know those few months where everybody was kind of in on it like okay yeah you know a lot of people are dying from covid and then you started to realize as you started to see things play out like wait a minute it's not all covid like the time where they tried to blame the guy who died from a motorcycle accident i'll never forget this oh i know yeah because remember that one he he died in a motorcycle accident and in the autopsy they found that he had covid and they put it down as a covid death he died in a motorcycle accident this is the type of stuff they were doing just like you said, like we've been saying for two and a half years, only for t- to hit a quota. As sick as that is, That's all it was. It was all about hitting a, sitting, a certain quota for the federal government to get federal funding to the hospitals. It was a money making operation. Again, as sick as that is, for them to report COVID deaths and boost that number up as much as they could. Oh, this guy had a heart attack. Well, he had COVID, so let's put that in there, too. Because, you know what? We needed one more to get that federal funding this month. I saw it personally. We have a very good very good friends. And sadly, our friend uh, had a massive, massive stroke. And he was dying while getting care. Eventually died. While getting care in the hospital. Had a case of COVID. They marked the death as COVID. And she fought tooth and nail. She said, get it off there. It's not true. And won. Good. But had to fight for it. Now, who else, when you lost a relative, you're like, yeah, whatever. I right. Just, just, you know, and she, that was one of those incidental cases she's talking about. Expect more of this information to come out there because now it's safe. Now, now, it, now it's safe to tell the truth. I, I, I laughed out loud. I don't know if you heard me over the sound. When you first played the sound, she said... This, and this is the, the medical reporter there on CNN. She yeah. goes, and this is why this kind of transparent reporting is so important now. Transparent reporting? You know when it would have been really important? <laughs> Three years ago. Yes. Uh, here's what she said as the follow-up. I think that we need to separate out and look at the percentages of each. That percentage would have shifted over time as well. Oh, in yeah, the beginning, yeah. probably a lot more people were dying with the primary cause of COVID. That sure probably has shifted. And I think, again, we need to understand this. No, but no. They pushed on years, years, COVID death numbers. Push, push, push. That's so it was all about money. What does what Jen always say? Follow the money, right? Follow the money. It's exactly right. All That's, about money. It, it, where are the investigation? Where are the insurance companies? Where, where are the, the federal funding with this for, for hospitals and numbers and look at it? And how do you go back now with hundreds of thousands of cases of, of actual deaths? How do, you, how do you go back and correct them all? You can't. Right. No, you can't. You know no, how many of them were? Who actually looks at cause of death when you lose a relative? You're you're worried about other things. Sure. You're making funeral plans. You know how many causes of death was COVID and that was not the fact at all? Sure. They just put it down and, you know, that was that. Somebody has cancer, whatever it is. Nope. That, that, that's COVID. Unbelievable. All for federal funding. Disgusting. Well, here's some personal funding. While Mega Millions was getting all the love last couple of weeks. All the loving. Man, it was a big jackpot. True. Look at Powerball. 439 million bucks for tonight. Just letting you know. If you're playing, good luck. That's all. <laughs> I don't I've, See, now I'm feeling pressure again. Good. I hate this lottery pressure. That, what did we say before? Steel sharpens steel. That's right. 
competition, competition is on, Dean, or go. I don't want it. Yes. No, I don't want to keep stopping for lottery tickets, and now I feel like I have to. Yes, you do. You're locked uh, in. That's how they get you. I know. But it's for the children. <laughs> um, uh, Warriors got their White House visit yesterday. That was interesting because of, uh, well, first of all, low energy Joe. And then what they said about Brittany Griner, because of course this had to be political. Of course it did. This was, a, a, <laughs> I like Steph Curry for the record, but this was an absolute grovel fest clown show yesterday. Then we have something else for the record. This woman broke the archery world record using only her feet. You know. You seen her? I've seen people do this with their feet before wow. and it's fascinating. See, wait till you hear her. It's All coming right. up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Look at what this team does. Speaking out loudly against racism, standing up for equality. There he is, Dr. Energy himself, Joe Biden, honoring the Golden State Warriors as they uh, finally had their White House visit after their championship. Oh, yes, ball oh, yeah. of energy, Mr. Uh, I got the, uh, and he says, the <laughs> toughest ticket in town. Feels like a war home game. And uh, the <laughs> toughest ticket in town. And this has been a tough ticket to get in town. <laughs> Feels God. like a war home game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mr. Civil Rights Leader right there, Joe Biden. I'd love to look back. How many individual teams refused to go to their White House visit when Trump was in there? It was quite a few. There were a few, yeah. Or at least people who didn't go from the team. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, they dropped out, right. Yeah, that was a thing. I think the Warriors were one of them. For sure, I know that because Steve Kerr absolutely despises Donald Trump. So that Steve was going to happen. Turned the, this was one of the more political uh, White House celebrations for a championship team in recent history, too. I mean, it was maybe ever. Because he turned it into a gun control thing, and we were talking about that. Steph Curry gets up there, star of the NBA, and he talked about the comparison and how great it is here and great that uh, Brittany Griner's home. Okay. Well, it's a big part of our basketball family, and uh, it means a lot to know that she's here and home safe with her family and all the work that went on behind the scenes to make that a reality. Okay, so the main focus of the 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 stage they were on was they made it about gun control, how important that is, okay? And getting guns off the street and gun violence. Uh, we, we got Brittany Griner back because we traded in an arms dealer. <laughs> it's just about the opposite of gun control. <laughs> so that's a great point. That's, uh, yeah, that's, you know, the usual blind hypocrisy of, of the left. God. Hey, let me, let me never stops. rail against one thing while cheering on another that actually hurts the one thing I'm railing against, but I don't right. see that. It's just, it's it's too much, man. And look, I, I get Steph Curry, you know, he was always a big advocate for, for Brittany Griner, you know, just as far as a, an American citizen, a fellow basketball player, all those different things. And great. And that's, that's fine. We're all happy she's home. But maybe you might want to stay out of the, the deal side of it, Steph. I'm just saying, because it I wasn't a good deal. I don't even know why she had to, he had to bring it up at that time. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Do that. I'm, I'm sure he talked about it a lot when she was home. You're, like, you're done. Right. You're going to get more attention off your... Uh, Twitter and Instagram page than you are at a White House visit. I thought this was just supposed to be a celebration of their championship from, you know, this this past summer. Well, oh, no. Why is it turning into gun control in it's the Warriors. Griner? Because it's, it's the Steve Kerr coached Warriors. So it all has to be, you go out there and preach social justice? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my gosh. That's, that's, that's their thing. You know who else was preaching yesterday was former President Donald Trump. Interesting, interesting interview he did over the phone with, uh, I don't know, some podcaster. The Water on the Cool, what is it, Water Cooler Podcast? Water I Cooler, care. yeah. I had never heard the guy, but uh, Trump likes him, gave him a lot of time. And fascinating about what he said about Ron DeSantis. Uh, I got him elected, pure and simple. 
All right. He told the story about how he got him elected, and he went into some details about this. Some things he talked about, some details refreshed my memory. I'll never forget that. Way back, we didn't know who DeSantis was. Right. In that first gubernatorial campaign, the primary, going against other Republicans. The other Republican, the guy that everybody thought would win was Adam Putnam. That's right. Yep. This is Trump's story about Putnam. Adam Putnam had that that nomination locked up. You know, the Republican nomination for governor of Florida. He had it locked up. It was done. And when I, uh, as Adam Putnam said to me, when I met him a year later, I didn't know him at all, but I saw him. He said it was like a uh, nuclear bomb went off, a yeah. nuclear weapon went off when you endorsed him. Putnam says, I didn't even bother putting any more money into the campaign because DeSantis shot up like a rocket. Wow. That's wild. And not to say, you know, and obviously it's Trump saying that, he, you know, I got him elected and everything. But, you know, listen, DeSantis also has a four-year-plus record of doing a great job as governor, so... There's that, yes. It's not like a gift hire kind of thing. And I think that's the important distinction to make. Yes, we know that no one had heard of DeSantis. Look, we both remember there's no refuting it. DeSantis was a no-name, essentially, and was just trying to kind of, you know, put his name in the ring people so he can get noticed. He got Trump's endorsement, shot up overnight. All that's true. I, I remember it happening. But... To say that it was Trump who got him elected, yeah, he got noticed because of Trump. He got the lead because of Trump. Absolutely. Notoriety he didn't have before. Exactly. Because people looked up. They said, like us, we said, who's this DeSantis guy? Yes. What's he about? But then we saw how talented he was, and we were like, hey, this guy's actually pretty good. If, the, if the, he was garbage, I don't think he would have ended up winning. You know right. what I mean? Right. People would have seen through that. And so DeSantis kind of took the, the, the baton. And went on from there, of course, you know, became the juggernaut he is now. So I get what he's saying. He's not entirely wrong in saying that he got him, quote unquote, elected. But it's, I guess it just depends on how you look at it. You know what I mean? Without his without his endorsements, he wouldn't have been governor. So I guess we could say that because nobody knew who he was before the endorsement. Fair enough. But then he gets the he gets the Republican nomination. <laughs> I'll never forget the day this thing rolled out. Do you remember the DeSantis ad? Oh, yes. Everyone knows my husband, Ron DeSantis, is endorsed by President Trump, but he's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads stories. He's playing with the blocks and build the wall. (laughs) I remember that ad. (laughs) That was incredible. Oh, my gosh. Uh, That definitely got him noticed, too. (laughs) After the Trump endorsement. All right, so that leads to the question. Good good job by the host to question this. I said, okay, well, how do you handle this going forward? You know, if it's you and... And DeSantis battling for this thing in this nomination. <laughs> here's where, here's where it got really interesting. Uh-oh. So you know, now I hear he might want to run against me. So we'll handle that the way I handle things. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa. Uh oh. <laughs> what do you mean, you the way you handle things? What does that mean? <laughs> the Don is going to put in a call. Oh. It's happening. <laughs> it's, that's either one of two things. It's it's this. Or or <laughs> Ron, you was he. You won't see Ron anymore. <laughs> that's going to go. Oh, no. That's, <laughs> the way I handle yeah, things. It does sound, I know he doesn't mean it that way, obviously, but it just sounds so ominous. I think what that means is, and I think, I think, having pretty much studied out of the deal, we got a whole 50 years of this guy being in the public eye now. Yeah. We've seen his presidency, the inside outs. We've seen all the stories. I think what he does is he gets somebody to the table. And he, he explains to them why it's in their best interest to do what he wants. When that doesn't happen, then it gets nasty. Yes. I think. I think you're right. I think that's how it goes. We know that sometimes it's the other way around as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where it can just get nasty and then they talk. 
to look, to never forget how bad things were between Ted Cruz and Trump and Marco oh Rubio and Trump. Oh my God! Remember on Nancy, Lion Ted. He called, he called him Lion Ted and he called his wife ugly. <laughs> 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 so never forget how bad that was. Oh, all right. Boy. And now they're like best buddies, and Ted Cruz was trying to fight for him during you know the whole ratification process in 2020. Lion Ted, little Marco. And then, and then he was stumping for Marco in the midterms. So now, I remember at the time it was like, well, I think he just has to be this way to uh, cut through the 17. Uh, uh, opponents? No, it was just him. It was yeah, just Trump being Trump. Just the way it but was. But it worked. So we'll see how uh, DeSantis handles that. That's uh, that's going to be the interesting thing to watch how he responds if he does it all. I don't know. Then you got this greatness and humanity. Have you seen this lady? She broke the archery world record until you realize using only her feet. I have a feeling I'm I'm going to need to see her after hearing about this. I mean, she has arms and everything. She's okay. just doing like a handstand but and, and shoots it with her feet because, gotcha. you know, listen, that's what's going to stand out. <laughs> She's a contortionist. Oh, my. Her name is Shannon Jones. Okay. She's from Australia. Shot an arrow 58 feet 11 inches into a target to break the record. Really? I, I couldn't do that on two I feet. I was going to say, <laughs> if I stood there with no, the bow. No, no. And try to shoot it, it wouldn't go 20 feet. No, not only that, but then she's upside down. Right. So factor the visual thing into it, too. Oh, geez. Well, here you go. I'm going to break the Guinness World Record for the furthest arrow shot with my feet. The arrow must hit a 12-centimeter diameter circle in the middle of the 12 target. 12 centimeters? Let's do this. And the Australians went wild. <laughs> it's like they just won the World Cup. I know. <laughs> I didn't know the target was 12 centimeters from 58 feet. What? You've got to be kidding me. That's, what? what, what is that? That's, what, what is, that, that's t- almost 20 yards. Wow. I mean, think about that. That's incredible. With her feet. When? Something tells me I'm going to have to put this this video on the morning show blog. Especially when you see her. Hey, whoa. Hey, hey now. Hey. <laughs> All right, moving on. We've got uh, more headlines to talk about next. What uh, More from that Trump interview. What he says about the documents thing with Biden is very, very interesting. And that crazy story out of Washington State. Some lunatic tried to, like... Uh, abduct uh, a barista through the drive through window. They caught this guy, but what do you hear this? This is just, it's unlike anything I've ever heard or seen. That's gone viral for you. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate it. Appreciate the nice weather, too. Man, it has been nice, too. Plenty of sun in the afternoon, cooler, drier. Good day to play some hooky. Not like we're encouraging you or anything. We're just saying that. No, I mean, listen. If you were to take the day off, Dina, yeah, I'm just right. saying, this would be a nice day to do it. It's a perfect day to do it. We're enablers, aren't we? <laughs> it's the East South Florida Morning Show, News Talk 850 WFTL. Thanks for hanging out with us. Welcome to midweek already. All right, I think, uh, Diener, you're about to put this on the Morning Show blog, or it's coming, or you got to see this video. This is this is insane. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. It's going viral for a reason, uh, but there's a, a guy in Washington State. He was caught on a surveillance camera trying to kidnap, literally kidnap, a barista, a coffee shop barista, as she was trying to give him his food order and drink. It's it's insane. It's it's really a startling uh, video when when you see it because yeah, like you said, I'm in the midst of putting on the morning. It just happens so quick. I mean, he's reaching out like you would at any drive-through. You're reaching yep. out to get your stuff that the you know attendant is giving you. In this case, you know his iced coffee or whatever he got. And as she's reaching out, grabs her arm and tries to put a zip tie around her and pull her through the window. Yeah, there's so now the cops have kind of updated this in the footage. He grabs her arm like you're saying. She's handing the money back. While he does that, this is according to the police. Here's the quote. Attempted to drag the victim through the window using a looped zip-tie device. 
So t- loop ready to go like a like a snare. Right, right. Wow. It was just a, a total trap. I mean, how you can't ever see or you know prepare for something like that. I, you just you're just doing your job. Woman yanks her arm back. The guy drives off in the pickup truck, and they had put out an, an all alert for him. Very right. identifiable tattoo on his arm, clear as day in the security footage, which is only in black and white, but still clear. It's a it's a Chevy Chevrolet tattoo on his left arm. Hmm. And this is, I mean, it just happens so quick. Imagine this poor woman. She's just doing her job. She's handing out the coffee, you know, doing her thing. God. And within a second or two, she's almost kidnapped, you know, and obviously instinctively pulls her arm away. The guy knows he's, he's you know, made, and so he just drives off. At that point, I mean, the whole thing's over in like three seconds. And uh, you're just probably beside yourself, like, what just happened? I don't know what kind of lunatic this is. I guess it's Auburn, Washington. That's the uh, that's the town where it is. Here's a witness to it, another barista talking about it. And they, at the end, they talk about some of the safety things they provide the workers, which is nice to hear, actually. She's obviously exchanging money and giving him back his change for his drink and then trying to grab at her. It's absolutely terrifying, scary. We are equipped with a lot of cameras for that reason, for safety. We have pepper spray in the shops. We have a panic button. They've got him in custody, thanks to the identifiable tattoo, and it wasn't, I guess, very tough to find him. They found him soon after that. I don't know what the guy's problem is, but my God. I don't know what that was. I mean, just some crazy guy? Was he some, you know, did someone hire him to do this? Is he part of a bigger, you know, human trafficking operation? I mean, there's there's so many questions that I hope they get answers to. Or was just this, like, some random crazy dude? I don't know. You're talking about premeditated. You brought the zip tie and you yeah, looped it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, was he a regular? Was he a stalker? And there's no, by the way, you may be asking the question that I asked the same thing. Why well, he's got to be like an ex-boyfriend or something. There's no indication of that. Right. That they're telling anybody in the story. See, and that's that's the thing. This sounds like something to me. Anyway, this is either some type of weird stalker guy, maybe who comes there all the time, and you know, this that's what he wanted to do. He was trying to kidnap her because he's some crazy stalker. Yeah. Or somewhat like an ex-boyfriend or an ex-husband or something hired this guy to do that. That's what you'd think. I, mean, I, I hate to even, you know, throw those conjectures out there. I have no idea what the situation is, but you're just, you're trying to figure this out. Does this guy, I mean, I can't just believe that some random dude is going to randomly kidnap somebody like this. It's just it's weird. It's just insane. Check out the uh, the story in the video on the Morning Show blog on uh, on the app and also 850WFTL.com. In the meantime, we've been talking about uh, Governor Ron DeSantis quite a bit this morning because of what uh, Trump said about him yesterday in that podcast interview. Uh, I got him elected, pure and simple. Well, DeSantis didn't respond whatsoever. He made another announcement yesterday, completely unrelated, but it was pretty big, I think. I, I think these kinds of things need to happen. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis calling for a permanent ban on all COVID-19 vaccine and mask mandates. Is it just ceremonial? I don't think so. Because once you've got this thing out there, once the cat's out of the bag, where you can certain companies, and they still slipped a, don't forget about this, you know, and I think we did handle COVID, the COVID response of the pandemic better than most other states, maybe better than every other state. Oh, yes. There were still some companies and organizations that were slipping under the wire requiring mandates. And schools. And schools that the, <laughs> yeah. that the state didn't catch. Don't right. forget about that. So right. I think it's important that he actually ended this. He spoke in the panhandle. Uh, he claimed he was protecting Florida from the biomedical security state. Wow. Now it's going to get approved by state lawmakers. They're expected to pass that no problem. Governor's plan would permanently restrict COVID-19 shot and mask mandates in schools, prevent employers from hiring and firing based on VAC status. 
That's big, big. and it's, it's important. Very, yeah. It's important to make that statement, I think. It is, and because, look, remember, DeSantis isn't going to be governor forever, okay? So, I mean, eventually he's, he's, you know, his term limit comes or he runs for president, whatever it is. You know, you might get somebody else in there who has different values or different philosophies, even if they are Republican. Mm-hmm. They may not, you know, agree with banning those types of things. So it's important to get that stuff done now. Absolutely it is. Get it done while, while you can. And, you know, look, you know, the, the legislature is Republican, so that's why it's this most likely goes through. That's that's a really big deal. And I think you put a precedent in and maybe, uh, you know, this this is actually a legal precedent for other states. Yeah. Where they can do it, too. But they were they didn't know how to get it done. They said, well, Florida did it. That's one of our states. Right. Yeah, so it helps with the Supreme Court battle potentially down the road. Who knows? In the meantime, get out your Powerball tickets. Oh, no. Mega Millions getting all the love past couple of months. Well, very quietly, little old Powerball was building up to $439 bucks for tonight. I can't keep doing this, Bill. You're I in. can't. No, no, you're in. <laughs> you're in. Jen Just, and I tried oh. forever to get you to buy... The grouper. I finally gave you one for Christmas. You That's didn't true. win anything. No, it was a complete lost, yeah. a lost leader. I'm sorry, but once you're in, you're in. I know. I just, you know, I thought I was free. <laughs> I felt the weight lifted <laughs> off of me when the Mega Ball was finally hit. I'm like, oh, good. I don't have to buy these stupid tickets anymore. <laughs> and now the Powerball is at almost half a billion, and it's like, come on, give me a break. That's right. Now I feel like I have to play, and that's the that's the thing of it. You know, you might be thinking, "Why are you complaining? That's a lot of money. What if you win?" Here's the thing: I'm not going to win. All I'm going to do is waste my money every single time, and I'm going to keep wasting my money until some other jerk hits it in some other state that I've never been to. See, you'll be the guy that win- you'll be the guy that wins because you were on the air saying, "I'll never win." <laughs> so here will be the story: why Jen will hate you. That's right. Uh, radio personalities <laughs> declares on the air he'll never win. Wins Powerball that evening. <laughs> this this will be aired on the local news. Exactly. Local radio personality says he never wins. Next day he wins. And then some morning show in That's Oregon right. will be going. I hate that guy. And then I'll, I'll be on their morning show blog. <laughs> <laughs> That's the evolution of yeah, this. That's how it goes, you know. <laughs> All right, we got more uh, headlines to talk about next, including, uh, is this TikTok ban like a real one really going to happen? they got universities banning it for their staff. Yeah, I didn't see this coming. Big universities, too. This isn't like, you know, uh, huh. you know Cornell or, you know, some Division three school. Uh, right. You know, small Jacksonville State. These, these, these are big Seems to be gaining momentum anyway. I don't know. We got that in the most shocking news out of the movie industry of all time. It's finally finally been settled. The Titanic debate. Could Jack have fit on that door? Aha. If Rose let him on. I'm ready. James Cameron settled it. In fact, he blew up the whole debate. It's coming up next. The oh South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Ooh, that sounds nice. Love this weather. News Talk 850 WFTL, the South Florida Morning Show. There's Dina and Bill. Um, by the way, the crazy story we were talking about with Washington State, that lunatic that tried to abduct and <laughs> kidnap a yeah. uh a uh, kiosk worker, a, uh, a barista through the window. A video is up in the morning show blog, which you can find on the app and also 850wftl.com. It's unreal. The whole, the whole story. Never seen anything like that. It is. I mean, it, we got the original video, the original story up there, and the update that this guy was actually caught pretty quickly. Yeah, it didn't take long. No, it's pretty wild because it was really clear in the video, the security camera footage, you know, from the drive through like pointing down at the window. You could see the side of his face. You can see, like, you know, his truck the tattoo on his arm. So as soon as the police department put that video on their Twitter, people were like, oh, yeah, we, we know who this is. And they found him, I think, that day, like that afternoon at his house. What an idiot. 
right? God, that's scary. I don't know. Anyway, check out the story on uh, on the blog online. In the meantime, this is a story that's popped up. It's, it's obviously been percolating. A lot of government agencies, in fact, 20 states now, have banned the social media app TikTok from their employees' state you know, issued devices that yeah. would be like laptops and that would be uh, cell phones because of security concerns that are clear as day. They've been warned about this for years that TikTok is just a leaking sieve that has Americans' user data that has complete access because the company that owns TikTok is completely beholden to the, to the Chinese CCP. They That's can good. get your access anytime you want. Like I told my daughter the other night, oh, they got you. Yeah. You might as well move to, move to Beijing. They got all your stuff. <laughs> Dad. Learn Mandarin now. now learn, that's right. Learn Mandarin. <laughs> Difficult language. Well, now you got this. Many colleges have, have joined state governments now to ban TikTok from campus devices. They're urging students to delete the app. Good luck with that. That's not going to happen. No. It's just not. But they are deba- uh, banning it on college, just like with the states, college-issued devices. Right, right, right. And during work hours and on really on campuses from faculty and staff from from being on this social media app. It's a big step. It is a big step. You know, with, with these big name universities, too. It was just two weeks ago. I remember this. Biden signed uh, the spending bill in part in that thing, that monstrosity. Yeah. It did prohibit the use of the app owned by the Chinese company ByteDance. That's who owns it? It's, out, it's on ByteDance. Huh. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that was the parent company. Is that B-Y-T-E? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, they have, for its part, TikTok and, you know, the ByteDance company, they've they've tried to, like, you know, offer some concessions. And here's how we can, you know, update our security. Here's how we can do this. Work with us and don't, you know, stop with the bands. And so it has having a little bit of an effect. Do you trust them to change anything? It's too late. No, I know it's yeah, it's way too late. I mean, the, you know, the cat's out of the bag. Everybody knows what's going on with it. You know, they're stealing people's information. They're harvesting more, more like harvesting people's information. So you see, universities like you know Texas, Oklahoma, Auburn. These are big names that are putting this ban into effect for you know faculty on site type mm-hmm. things and you know school issue devices like you said. So it's, a, it's a big move. And they're big name schools too. I think yeah. Auburn was on there. Auburn, University of Texas yep. is on there. Yep. So if you're thinking, oh, that's just one of those, that's just a conspiracy, they, not like they're ever going to do this. Okay, here's a story for you. TikTok officials confirmed to Forbes magazine, <laughs> Forbes is pretty big, right? That its employees, those are Forbes employees, were improperly tracked, the locations of three of the publication's journalists. They used methods that Forbes considered spying. Wow. As a result, one by dance executive resigned, another was fired of it. They spied on three Forbes journalists. They had all their information on how to find them exactly where they were. Wow. Through TikTok. That's wild, man. Talk about I mean, this is just a, a genius way of keeping tabs on everybody. I gotta tell you though, I don't even think that's the most dangerous thing about it. I think this is the easiest way, honest to God, and you may okay, maybe I am venturing into a little bit of conspiracy theory here. It's the absolute easiest way to brainwash young Americans with this thing. Oh, well, absolutely. If you've yeah. never been on TikTok and more and more adults, it's a massive, massive thing. It would be so, it's constant imaging. Yes. As they're scrolling through all these videos. It's entertaining as hell. The sure. business design is awesome. Yes. That's the danger. No. Not that, you know, yeah. They're not going to have time to track down everybody. But the, but they have access to young little mushy minds. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all over there. You know why? Because 
TikTok isn't going away for social media influencers, as it were. No. Because they make a lot of money. There's people on TikTok who are, just like with uh, Instagram, right. make millions of dollars. Of course they do. Through their videos on TikTok because they end up getting sponsors, they get all the views. Just like, you know, on YouTube. If you, if you get, you know, all the views and the subscribers, you make a lot of money. And if you don't think it has an effect, listen to all the stuff that came after, you know, the post-mortem data of the midterms. Democrats came out and they said, our social media influence on Instagram and TikTok mainly was huge, hugely effective with getting the young vote out and voting the way we want them to. Huge. They said it. Sure. It was their main strategy where they put yep. most of their money and it worked. Yep. That's right. And you got these old Republican lawmakers going, oh, I, don't, I don't even know what that is. Mitch McConnell uh, thinks you're talking about a clock when you hear TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. TikTok. Uh, I have an Apple Watch. I don't know. What <laughs> So there you are. It's, That's uh, what's happening there. You, it's a, it's a debate to keep an eye on. Yeah. And, and as we're talking about it, we're, they're showing a video on the Today Show about flip phones, how to make you a comeback because of videos on TikTok. Obviously. <laughs> Is it, they're to blame with this. They pushed the thing for years. Sure. They did the, the NBC did the story, number one, about the universities banning TikTok, and then they go right into their flipping out for TikTok on, yeah. on old phones. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> just real quick here uh, from the headlines. No information yesterday from uh, the White House uh, about the Biden documents. When it comes to the Department of Justice, when it comes to legal matters, when it comes to legal issues, uh, we have been very clear that we are not going to comment. We are not going to uh, politically interfere. Here's the, here's the translation on that one. We're not talking about that anymore. No. We don't want to incriminate ourselves. That's the old, well, you know what? Um, this is now up to the Justice Department, yep. and it's in their hands, and yep. we're just, yeah, we're not going to say anything yep. anymore. I'm not going to answer anything. No, nope. stop all. asking. That's all they said. <laughs> here's the big news of the day. Shocking news. Oh. Shocking. James Cameron, the director, has settled the iconic Titanic door debate. You know, the whole thing. It's gone on for years about Titanic. Could... Could Jack have fit on the door if Rose let him on? So this is the ship they say is unsinkable. It is unsinkable. God himself could not sink this ship. This is this has ruined families. It's ended marriages. People That's have right. fought about this for yep. years. Thanksgiving dinners were never the same. Well, he's <laughs> held this in his back pocket for 25 years. James Cameron has blown up the whole debate with his answer. It's not even a debate anymore. You know why? You know what he said during a panel discussion? It's not even a door. What? I know. Since when? Nope. He says it's technically not a door. Come on. Right, then what is it? It's a piece of wood paneling from the first class section. Fell off the wall. I, that's that's news to me, and I think everybody else, because we always talk about the door. It looks like a door. So you're thinking, come well, on. Well, so what? She still had room. No, yes. no, because it was a flimsy piece of paneling and not wood. He says they couldn't have both survived. It had nothing to do with there not being enough room. The, the wood paneling wouldn't have remained buoyant with both of them on it. Could it be possible, Bill, that we've just been arguing about the wrong thing all these years? <laughs> Not only was it the wrong structure, but it, the, the argument was wrong. It wasn't about the fit. It was about it's not, the weight limit. It's not even a debate. Oh, man. So as he always does, he profits off this. Well, sure. <clears throat> He's doing a new documentary <laughs> with a forensic examination to no settle way. the debate. <laughs> so they got to test, too. they got to test a, do a door versus a piece of wood panel. Oh, that's right? funny. It's an upcoming National Geographic special called Titanic 25 years later. I am all in on this. It's going to be on uh, February 5th. I want to watch it, too. Yes. He oh. won't say how it turned out. Just came to some pretty hard and fast conclusions. Well, oh, I wow. think he did say how it would turn yes. out. Yes. Jeez. Still going to watch it, though. Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
I guess so. I don't know. All right, we got uh, more headlines coming up next. Trump uh, versus DeSantis is a real thing, according to Trump. Hmm. We'll hear what he said yesterday. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. It's a problem. There's no question about it. He's got, and, and now they're saying there are many other places that he stored documents. And it brings Obama into the picture, as you can imagine, because... The documents, early Obama documents. Whoa, that was big. Wait a minute. That was very interesting. Uh, that was from a, I keep forgetting the name of the podcast, uh, Water Cooler, I think. Yes. I don't know what it was. But, they, you know, Trump did a good interview with the guy. The guy asked good questions, gave him like 35 minutes, including that little nugget there. Now they got Obama involved, he's saying, which is a question that fi- it took way too long to ask, a point that that was really, really important in this. And now they're starting to bring it up. And I think the nugget he gave us was... I think they are talking to Obama. He was the chief at the time. I wonder, you know, is, is this, because we, we mentioned this yesterday about, you know, the possibility of Obama maybe being implicated with this. I know that's a stretch. They're never going to touch him because he's the puppet master. No, they're probably not even going to touch Joe. Yeah, but, I mean, it's worth raising questions. That's true. But it's, yeah, it's worth asking the question of, you know, were these his documents? Mm. You know, were these Obama's documents that Joe took? That's, I mean, that that's that's a whole different story. And it's, you know what was more relevant to me? So Obama's, if it ever, if they even question him about this, they'll come out and say, well, I didn't know anything about that, which makes Joe look even worse because yeah. then you got a rogue VP who at the time, when these were taken and stored, was supposed to be put away. Joe was supposed to be put away, go away, it's it. They put him, they put him back home in Delaware, which was the home, and that was it. Well, he used that opportunity, that all this extra time he had on his hands to make some business dealings with China and Ukraine, which no one's denying this. That's that's the content pertaining to the documents. That's what's on there. See, and right, exactly. And that's the thing, too, is people keep forgetting. You were talking about a vice president that has no power to declassify documents no. that took documents that may not have even belonged to him. Right. That might have been presidential documents and store them in his home. This is highly illegal, borderline treasonous. He didn't have any, and that, that's not been cleared up whatsoever. I still see people claiming that. Well, how do you know he didn't declassify him? Because he can't. He can't. He has no constitutional power to do so. Trump also talked about the difference, and I thought this was really interesting, how he described you know, not only the physical structure of Mar-a-Lago, but the security there and the process they were going through compared to... Uh, Joe in the Joe in the garage. Uh, we had, you know, we have a literally a fortress here. You could say it's an armed fortress, locked, and we were ready. And we had Secret Service, and we also had our security, but we had Secret Service there at all times. So you know, it's a much different situation now. I see that they have their uh, classified documents on the sitting on the floor in a big pile in a garage someplace. <laughs> I thought he was going to go out with it, sitting on a damp floor. The damp floor in the flimsy garage. But, but what he's talking about there is true, and this is relevant to it. Let's not forget, so A, they were declassified because he can do that. At the time of the raid from the FBI to Mar-a-Lago, which was a Washington, D.C. crew, by right. the way, which I think is important, they were working with the National Archives at the time. It's a long process. They were in the process of working with them to say, all right, what can we keep here? What can we give to you? What can we do? This and that. And then they raided him. Yep. Just, you know, no big deal. Come in. Let's do it. And then we find out that the uh, Department of Justice thought about sending the FBI and the document search for 
Joe Biden, but oh. decided against it. Okay. Gee, right. I wonder why. Is that way we didn't get any photo ops of documents on the floor and yep. uh, published all over the media? Because they could, they loved doing that for Mar-a-Lago. They loved it. Oh yeah, loved it. That was. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have corrupt FBI agents taking selfies with the documents. <laughs> like, hey, look what I got. Woo! Maybe they did. I don't Put know. it on Snapchat and TikTok. I thought that was interesting. I don't know. But then, of course, the most interesting part about that whole thing is, okay, and the guy asked him a good question. The showdown between you and DeSantis, what's it all about? So, you know, now I hear you might want to run against me, so we'll handle that the way I handle things. I'm going to make him an offer again with you. <laughs> I think it will be an offer. I think it'll be an offer. I think he's going to try to do what Trump usually does. I think I think this is what how it works. He'll, he'll make you understand what's in it for you. It's way more advantageous for you. It's to your benefit not to challenge me on this. And then if he doesn't, you know, then it gets really nasty. Yes, which is probably going to happen. But at the same time, I don't know. Look, crazier things have happened. Well, is, it, yeah. is it possible for DeSantis to come to some type of, you know, backdoor agreement with Trump to, to not run and open up the door for him? I got to tell you, I think it's better for Trump if DeSantis runs. Yep, me too. Because then you yep. you have a challenge. You have someone that is going to help you elevate your game. And really, if you're just running unchallenged, because let's face it, I know, look, Pence is going to run, okay? You might have a Mike Pompeo. You might have you know a few other names out there that you recognize. But no one's going to challenge no. Trump the way that DeSantis would. By the way, the, I cannot wait. For the Pence thing on stage, these debates. Oh, wow. That's going to be so much fun. Yes. It'll be so entertaining. That's, that part Trump's just going to stand behind him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> gonna... Remember me, you rat? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so good. That's, see, that doesn't have a chance. That's the difference. Pence doesn't have a chance no, to beat doesn't. Donald Trump. He does not. It's just going to be entertainment factor right. for politics. DeSantis and Trump, that would be an actual... Fair fight, so to speak. That's Those are two heavyweights. They would duke it out, and they're going to make each other, one way or the other, better. And I think Trump needs that challenge. He needs that, that head-to-head competition to kind of maybe you know elevate himself and get, kind of get back into the groove, so to speak. It's, it's a sports analogy. Yes. It's you need a good competition to make yourself better. He plays, he plays to the competition. I think, he, I think Trump is true in that regard, like many great teams, many great dynasties. It's, it's, it's he like gets, He gets lazy and a little bit sloppy, maybe, if he doesn't have a strong competition. And the competition it. isn't with fighting with the Democrats. That's an adversary. No. That, that's yeah. just, and he's really good at that, fighting with them. But somebody he agrees with a lot, right. that he does admire, who he claims he made. Yes, you know, right. This is going to make you're going to get out of this a better Trump and a better DeSantis, no matter what the process is. It's, it has to happen. It's going to be ugly for a while. And that's fine. Prepare for that. That's fine. Yes. In the end, everything's fine. But it's, it's like my old coaches used to say iron sharp, sharpens iron. Yeah. That's what this would be. Yeah. The old football analogy. Come on, uh, Diener. Two a days. <laughs> it's it's go. good, though. I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to, you're right, though. It is going to get ugly. And that's, it's good for us. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> well, 2023 is all set. <laughs> show, the show sheet is done. There you go. All right. This is uh, fluffy entertainment news. My God. The world was in a tizzy about the big Madonna announcement yesterday. Did you hear this? I don't know how many. I don't think we have a lot of Madonna fans in our listening audience for 850. Right. <laughs> but listen, it's it's undeniable. She's a huge force in the entertainment sure, world, I mean, right? It's, it's still Madonna. I'm, I personally speaking, I'm I've never been a big fan of hers, but I know she's globally a huge superstar. So I don't like her either. Deal. But it's a big deal for her uh, 
new tour that's been announced. Aha. Domestically. This is a U.S. tour. In fact, there is a Miami tour date September 9th. Oh, is that right? For whatever. What did, what did they wind up calling that FTX arena now? What is it called? Right now, it's called uh, Miami Date Arena. Oh, my God. Very that's simple. just a placeholder. It's, that's all it After is. After the FTX scandal. That's right. Took the name off that building. <laughs> She's going to be there September 9th. She announced it with a not-safe-for-work game of truth or dare. Uh-oh. On, uh, on video with a bunch of celebrities to announce her new tour, uh, including Amy Schumer. Judd Apatow, Jack Black, Lil Wayne, Diplo, Eric Andre, and Jack Black, who unfortunately Madonna makes out with. Why? Would you like to hear it? I don't know. For your career, would you make out with Madonna? For my career? Yeah. You're single, you're an actor, you're an entertainer, you have to make out with Madonna, (laughs) do you? If I'm single and young and have a budding career, I probably would, although I would be trying to imagine somebody else. What's young have to do with it? She's not young. Yeah, well, here's how it went. Truth or dare? Dare. I want you to tongue kiss Jack Black. Oh. <laughs> okay. I want it. Want it, all want it. it happened. Oh, no. Yeah, no, that's no, un- no. That's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I, think, I think less of Jack Black now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just kind of do. <laughs> that's that's not good. <laughs> but she's going on tour. So oh, there yeah, you yeah. go. Oh, sure. Get right. ready for Madonna. All right, great. <laughs> More uh, details on that crazy scene out of Washington State. This lunatic tried to kidnap a, a coffee barista through the drive-thru. Got more Jeez. details and sound from that thing coming up. And it's a video you can check out on the blog, by the way. That's some other uh, headlines coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. She's obviously exchanging money, giving him back his change for his drink, and then trying to grab at her. It's absolutely terrifying, scary. We are equipped with a lot of cameras for that reason, for safety. We have pepper spray in the shops. We have a panic button. That's a witness. That's another barista talking about this insane story out of Washington State. I guess it's Auburn, Washington. This this poor girl's doing her job, some sort of a coffee shop. It's not, it doesn't look like a national chain, and she's at the drive-thru handing a guy back his change she he literally tries to kidnap her, grabbing her arm and tries to pull her through the window. I, I've never seen anything like this. No, me neither. I mean, we we talk and see, you know, we, we talk about some crazy things a lot, and we, we see a lot of crazy things, you know, from doing this show over the years. This is one of the most scariest and craziest things I've ever seen. She's okay. She pulled her arm yes. away. Uh, and they have the guy in custody. It didn't take very long to find him. A very recognizable, identifiable through the security camera, even though it's in black and white, uh, Chevrolet tattoo on his arm. The army tried to use mainly to try to grab her and rip her through the window. You can see it on the Morning Show blog. It, this this story is like top headline everywhere throughout the entire country, and for good reason. But to check it out is just, it's an insane kind of thing. I was glad to hear her or the other barista say that they have pepper spray that pr- they provide yeah. and tasers or whatever. Good. Uh, there's so much lunacy out there right now. There's so much dangerous activity. I really think it's uh, it's... Up to, and it's the responsibility of a lot of these employers to provide that kind of stuff. Yeah, or I at agree. At the very least, training or something. Especially at fast food restaurants. How many videos do you see of oh my God. You know, fights at fast food restaurants, getting into fight with, you know, fights with people behind the counter? But it's, man, it, it, it's tough to watch at first because you just feel for this girl. I mean, you're able to watch it because you know that she's okay and nothing happened and they caught this guy. So thank God for all that. But 
it's just it's it's really it's scary <laughs> when you when you see it right there on the morning show blog. Here's what the uh, here's the update from the Auburn police. They said the man, this is their quote in the arrest report, attempted to drag the victim through the window using a looped zip tie device. Yeah, that's right. You <laughs> see that in the video too. He grabs her arm and tries to basically hook her on this thing. He had it he had it like looped like a snare. Yeah, ready to go to grab her. <laughs> oh God. I mean, what is the motive behind something like this? Is it just a <laughs> random thing? You just have some sick individual who. Is looking to kidnap, you know, a, a, a young woman. Did somebody pay him to do this? I don't know. You know, I, I want to hear what they say. They, there's, there's such a huge story now; it's getting so much attention. I hope that you know when they have the police press conference about it, which you know is coming. They try to get to some sort of motive with this nutcase. Yeah, because oh he, my God. they have him in custody. So I, I'm hoping we hear some type of follow up with this story where we can figure out, okay, why? You're right. <laughs> you know, who are you? What, what was your? What was the point of this? Man. Craziness. Just a, wow. You know what we haven't talked about this week? Probably for good reason, because they're just, speaking of lunatics, and there's not usually a lot that comes out of it except bad ideas and how to uh, install Marxism throughout the entire world. This World Economic Forum thing in Davos, which, by the way, Christopher, Ray, our FBI director's there. Why is yeah. he there? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out, too. This is, it's quite the uh, eclectic crowd at the good old Davos meeting. <laughs> Led by, uh, what's his name, Klaus Schwab or whatever oh, yeah. his name is. This guy is a supervillain. I mean, this is like well, this is where the, like, the George Soros think tank mm-hmm. and the how do we destroy America and how do we, you know. They're communists. It's exactly what they are. Yeah, I mean, they are like a real life, you know, personification of Dr. Evil. And I mean, if, that, that's what these people are. And they're basically been overrun by the climate crowd is how they want to get this done. Well, when you're talking climate crowd, you're talking John Kerry. Oh, this nut job. You want to, th- listen to this little example of his speech yesterday to the... Davos crowded World Economic Forum. Um, you know, when they talk about the elites and what they think of themselves, they think they are a higher level human being than you and me and everybody else. They, they do. They really yeah. do. And the moral high ground to do whatever, say whatever, think whatever they want because they think it's for the greater good. That's right. They will take your rights away in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. They, they don't even believe you should have rights. <laughs> here's, uh, here's Kerry from yesterday. It's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives are able to sit in a room and come together and uh, actually talk about saving the planet. He is a very, very dangerous individual. Talk about self-important. Oh, I mean, just my God. self-worship. Look how important we are. It's up to us. We are the ones who know better than everyone else. We are the gods of this earth who are here to save everyone. A select group of individuals. These are, if you wonder what they mean and like what uh, DeSantis and Trump and everybody else says about elites. Yes. That's who he's talking about. It's, it's, yeah. The people who consider themselves elites. Right. The John Kerry's, the the Klaus Schwab's, who's not even a politician. He's just a very influential person. George Soros. Why do we listen to them? These people who live in the shadows and and influence American policy. It's it's disgusting. Get these people out of here. Oh, and they influence, you know, investing and with uh, ESG investing and everything else. And it's all about the climate stuff. And that they will destroy they, the middle class of America is in their way. Oh, yeah. They hate us. They hate us more than anything in the world. Yeah, what just just get out of the way. It's that, as he said in his own words, select group of individuals, and then everybody else in the world in the muck.
Right. Everybody else. And they will decide for you exactly what your life is going to be like. And I'm not kidding. That's exactly what it is. I've been watching. I know this is kind of a nerd reference and maybe it's even obscure and you won't have any idea what I'm talking about, but I'll try to connect it. I've been catching up on Andor. I know I know you know you watch the show on Disney+. I love Plus. that show. And I think we have like two or three episodes left. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a Star Wars story. It's about the, re, you know, the Republic and uh, the Empire and, you know, how the Rebels first came about to fight the, the Empire and things like that. It's a good story. It takes a while to get into. It does. Yeah. But I'm like, this is so fascinating at the same time because it draws so many parallels <laughs> to real life about how you have this evil empire who's trying to gain all this power and use any means necessary, you know, to hide behind the guise of, well, it's safety for the people. So we're going to take more power to keep you safe. And then you have the regular everyday people who are, you know, long live the Republic and they try to take down the empire and they get squashed. Yeah. That, I mean, you see that in everyday life. We saw it during COVID. And did it in the name of, they came to power in the name of good at first. Exactly. Well, to, to preserve to preserve the Republic. Yeah. And they turned it like this on a switch. Yep. That's how bad they turned it. And that's how it, had, that's how it has happened, and that's how they want to do it again. John Kerry, we as a select group of individuals, yeah. it's amazing how we're able to get together and decide everybody else's life. And that's what the evil emperor thought in Star Wars, too. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, you need to listen to them if you win this. $439 million for tonight. Even though Mega Millions got all the love, very quietly, little old Powerball's been gaining and gaining. Well, that's the jackpot tonight. I absolutely detest this. I despise the situation. I'm dreading it. Oh. I'm dreading this. Just become part of it. No. Part of the machine. <laughs> they will suck you into the hope of winning something and then you're trapped forever. I have to, Now I have to make a stop at Winn-Dixie. I have to get in line, go out of my way to do this, spend $5 right. on tickets That's until right. somebody wins. It's time. Oh, it's so annoying. Time to waste your money. Hate it. Like the rest of America. <laughs> All right, we have more headlines coming up next. Uh, speaking of DeSantis, what he just came up with for uh, ending COVID mandates in in law is pretty amazing. He, uh, he signed that yesterday. He needs legislature's approval, but he probably will pass. Mm-hmm. And we're getting very close to Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. How about a special breakup bar from Taylor Swift? Okay. It's a pop-up. It's only temporary, but it's for, you know... If you kind of hate Valentine's Day, kind of like how Diener hates the lottery and Valentine's Day, actually. Okay, yeah. well, all of it. He's just a hater. <laughs> We're all that coming up next. The self Little Morning Show. Keep it here. Uh, we had uh, you know, literally a fortress here. You could say it's an armed fortress locked and we were ready and we had Secret Service and we also had our security, but we had Secret Service there at all times. So, you know, it's a much different situation. Now I see that they have their uh, classified documents on the, sitting on the floor in a big pile in a garage someplace. <laughs> that was Trump's uh, take on the document difference. Pretty interesting, though, actually. The comparison between Mar-a-Lago and the Delaware House with Joe and and the actually even the Penn Center. He did that interview on a podcast yesterday. Pretty, pretty expansive. Did like 35, 40 minutes. Talking about a lot of different things. Obviously, the Joe Biden document stories coming up. He said flat out it's a cover-up. But obviously it's a cover-up. It's a, a very sad situation. You know, he was uh, coming to me. We have uh, a much different situation. I was president. I had the right to declassify as president. Uh, as a vice president, as you know, can't do that. And uh, many other things. I'm under the uh, Presidential Records Act, which is for presidents. And he's under a very tough uh, uh, constraint. He's under the Federal Records Act, which is a much tougher situation. How is that special prosecutor even still looking into the Trump documents? 
I thought that was over. It should end it there. <laughs> I mean, he it's, it's a glassify anything he wants. Right. Well, he stole them. No, he did. He, how did? Where's the National Archive stepping up and saying, you know, we were in negotiation with them. It, it's like a two-year. It took the Obama thing years to right. figure out what they can keep for their library, what has to go to the archives, this and that. And that was the process. They were already in a Mar-a-Lago. Nope, we're going to raid them anyway. Okay, good job. Well, we know that uh, justice is not equal in this country. Oh, so my God. When it comes, especially when it comes to Trump versus anybody else, they will go after him. They will make a show out of it, and they will continue to investigate for the sake of investigating, just so they can say he's under investigation. Well, it's still ongoing, so I don't know. I don't know how that's going to wind up. I don't know. But uh, the Biden thing, interesting, too, because Trump said, now I guess they're involving Obama. That was interesting. That yeah, was a what little does that nugget. mean? Somebody's talking to him. The Department of Justice had nothing's going to come from that, but they are asking that question now. This was his presidency when this stuff went loose. Either they got a, a VP at the time going rogue, you know, making, well, he doesn't want me on the road anymore. I gotta, call Hunter. We're going to get that Ukraine and, uh, oh, yeah. and China deal done. Let's go. <laughs> so, of course, Obama's going to say he didn't know anything about it. Well, that makes Joe look even worse. Right, yeah, well, right, that's true. I mean, Obama hasn't really commented on any of this, and smart for him not to say a word about any of this, and no one's really asked him to be fair, but it just, you know, it does make you wonder how much of this, were these his documents that Joe took? Wow. I mean, did he have any purview to these documents to begin with? Did he, did Joe Biden steal classified presidential documents is, is the question I'm posing. And maybe that's wrong of me. Maybe that's irresponsible of me to even no, ask you, that. You, but it's not. You, all these questions are fair to be asked. All I mean, of them. I mean, it, is it's, it can't be that far out of the realm when you look at the situation where he's had all these documents just hidden around his house like Easter eggs that they're finding everywhere. And then, in a, you know, on another property with, with the Biden Center in Pennsylvania. So since he's just, you know, throwing these classified documents around willy nilly, I might as well ask the question, are they even his? Right. I mean, why Thank not? That think they are i mean there's a report out now i haven't seen if this was confirmed or not that uh hunter was getting bre- uh, security briefings while oh, no. he was allegedly living at this house are you serious yeah <laughs> great hunter biden what how is any of this allowed it's not why is he it's not allowed it's only getting they're getting away with it but it's not allowed you have, and when I say you know justice is not equal in this country if you had a joe biden staffer Okay, from his vice presidential time, (laughs) who got caught with this, with multiple classified documents in his home, that staffer would be in jail right now. Absolutely. He would be in jail pending a trial for, for, you know, misplaced, not misplacing, but, uh, uh, you know, improper storage of classified documents and taking classified documents. It's everything they accuse Trump of. Yes. He was doing it. <laughs> and meanwhile, they asked Joe Biden about it yesterday at the White House, and all he does is smirk. Oh, how about that? All he does is give this smirk like, you can't touch me. I'd love to play it for you, but he doesn't say anything. Doesn't say anything. He sits back in the chair. Yeah. Maybe he just found out the statute of limitations wouldn't even touch him on this. I don't know. It's possible. Or he just was told by the Department of Justice, Joe, don't worry. Just ride out the storm. You're okay. It's sure just, seemed like it. Just arrogant. It's just not right. And then the arrogance of this, his White House press secretary. And I mean arrogantly. There's no other word for it. Closing up her book saying, no, no, no more. Not answering anymore. Come see me. Come see me. James Rosen from Newsmax uh, is the one asking her uh, questions. And I think he tries to point out six things you've said about this if it turned out wrong. You feel bad about that? times that turned out to be false. Are you sorry about that? I'll see you tomorrow. Come talk to me. I'll see you tomorrow. The smirk, the head turn, the, and there she goes. 
Here she goes. In a, in a trail of dust, just gone. So it went from, well, you know, uh, everything you're saying about this is false. You know, do you, you feel bad about that? To, yeah. Yeah. Um, see you later. We're done here. <laughs> what? I mean, honestly. Come see just, me. Come see me. Hmm. Just They're just a bunch of jerks. They really are. Closer to home, Governor DeSantis made a big move yesterday that kind of flew under the radar, uh, calling for a permanent ban on all COVID-19 vax and mask mandates. And you may be thinking, well, I thought that was kind of over anyway. Yeah, but it's important to put it into writing. He spoke in the panhandle. He claimed he was protecting Florida from the biomedical security state. It's going to be approved by state lawmakers, but it would put it on the books that you can't mandate a vaccine. Or Let's not forget, I think we handled COVID better than almost every other state, uh, pretty much. There are still a lot of universities, organizations, some companies that flew under the radar and got away with vax mandates. Say, yeah, 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 we know it's state law, but get this or you're fired. Very much so. It did happen even here. Yes, absolutely. And that's why it's so important when you have the opportunity to put in legislation like this to make sure that these abuses of power never happen again. Do it. Yes. Absolutely. You you take that opportunity. Yeah, you're not kidding. All right, we're getting closer and closer. We're motoring through the first part of the year. I mean, this is just like flying. So that means we're almost at Valentine's Day, Diener. We, oh, gosh, you're right. Jeez, we're like a month away, less than a month away. Whew. How'd that happen so fast? I don't know. And by the way, it's right after the Super Bowl again. Oh, I know. You know what? <laughs> the, as they keep on adding games to the NFL season, the Super Bowl is getting closer to Valentine's Day. You're right. It's yep. so back to back. It's the Sunday right before Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. You got, you got Monday as the buffer, and then Valentine's Day is on Tuesday the 14th. Oh, I don't like that. No. Well, just in time for it. A Taylor Swift-themed breakup bar oh boy. called Bad Blood is coming to Chicago. Oh, well, after one of her songs, I see what she, what she did there. It's actually not even... I don't, think, I don't think she endorses it. I think they're just doing it. Is this like one of those pop-up bars? Yes, I think ah, it is. Because okay. it's only temporary. It's uh, January 27th to February 26th. Oh, that's funny. If you hate Valentine's Day or if you have no one to celebrate with. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a company called Bucket Lister is opening up this uh, break <laughs> breakup bar, and the website it says, "quote Whether you want to sing about your lover, those who were never yours, <laughs> those you're never getting back together with, oh. or those you still have, or those uh, who still have your scarf, what? this is the perfect place for you." Oh, I think that's in the song. Oh, okay. Well, that threw me for a loop. I didn't know what the <laughs> hell they were talking about there. <laughs> You get it's got a cover charge, twenty two bucks a person. A cover a twenty two dollar cover charge. But you get a welcome themed cocktail. Oh well, isn't that nice? And there it. Oh, and Bill, this is a billboard story. They say it's not an official Taylor Swift event. Oh. I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> That's what Kanye famously interrupted oh, yes. her. Remember back then? How long ago was that? that was years ago. Oh, man, it's gotta be like fifteen years ago. I think now. That's when he was top of the world. Now look at him. Yeah, mm. well, he's probably gonna be at the breakup bar. He might be there. Because he broke up with society. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. I hate Valentine's Day. And it, it's not for any reason of relationships. I'm very happily married going on 11 years, right? Yeah, 11 years in April. It's got nothing to do with that. It's yeah. just I, I hate the idea of the holiday where they make you spend, you feel this social pressure yes. to spend hundreds of dollars on things that are way overpriced. It's awful. And and, and if, you, if you don't, then you just get guilted into it and, and you feel bad. You can only lose on Valentine's Day. Yes. I don't it's, want it. It's expected. That's right. Of course, I've, there's uh, only guys in the room right now. Jen would kill us. Yes, she would. Uh, <laughs> it's awful. It's an awful, made-up, fake, stupid Hallmark holiday. It's stupid. 
Yes. And I'm, I'm going to go and spend $35 on roses yes. that would have cost me $15 the month before. Yes. It's insane. That's why you go to Lowe's and you get a pack of wrenches. They, hey. they love that. Yes. <laughs> How about an ironing board? We should, <laughs> we should do a thing of the absolute worst possible things to get for Valentine's Day. Those are on there. Those, those two are on the list. Oh, my God. Here you go, honey. Go fix something. There you go. Here's a cleaner. <laughs> Good work. Oh, my God. All right. So if you're in Chicago around that time, go to the breakup bar. Sure. At a low, low price of 22 bucks plus. I can, I'll go there. I'll do a uh, live broadcast. Oh, yeah. There oh, yeah. You go. That's all it is. <laughs> all right. Uh, amazing human tricks. We've got the, uh, the chick who broke the world record using her feet only for an archery record. She's pretty amazing. Yes, and I actually I found the video. I have breaking news. I found the video, and you're going to be able to see it along with us. Perfect. All right, we've got that. We've got some other headlines coming up. And uh, oh, the Golden State Warriors had a very interesting uh, White House celebration visit yesterday. They finally got theirs. It turned uh, very political. And a lot of groveling. A lot of groveling. All right, we'll get that and more. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It feels like a war home game. And uh, the toughest ticket in town. Tough ticket to get in town. What? Dr. Energy, Joe Biden. <laughs> Feels like a war home game. Uh, he was, oh, I guess, honoring the Golden State Warriors. They, uh, you know, after their championship season last year, they finally got their visit to the White House, which is a cool thing. I got to tell you, though, if I was a pro athlete, if I could engineer it somehow, if I could time it and go to the right team to win a championship, I'd try to do it when Joe was not at the White House. Not political, not anything else. I just don't want to. See, I don't want to hear him there up there. Good God! <laughs> It'd be like you're in Game Seven and you're in the huddle. There's, there's 30 seconds left. You're going to take the final shot, and you look at each other and you say, "Wait a minute." Biden's the president, isn't he? <laughs> hey, uh, you want to take this thing? Okay. <laughs> Let's just win it next year. Uh, then he said this. Look at what this team does. Speaking out loudly against racism. Standing up for equality. Well, wow. and that's it, that's why they were the perfect visit for this administration, because it got very, very political very, very fast. I guess... Most of the thing, most of the most of the message was stopping gun violence, and then Steve Kerr, the coach, got up there about gun control and all this other stuff, and that's his big issue. And not only him, uh, Steph Curry uh, had to just mention uh, Brittany Griner during the White House well, event. It's a big part of our, our basketball family, and uh, it means a lot to know that she's here and home, safe with her family, and all the work that went on behind the scenes to make that a reality. Okay, cool. Work behind the scenes, though. Let's not forget, most of this was curbing gun violence and gun control and all this other stuff with their main message out of that team, right? We traded an arms dealer for her. Yep, there's that. Kind of sort of the opposite of gun control or whatever the hell you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. How about about you just, you know what, not that many people in your audience are going to pay attention to the White House visit, uh, Steph. Why don't you just, you know, you already honored her, you talked about her on your Instagram and, and Twitter and just don't bring her up. How about that? <laughs> and by right, I mean this was supposed to be a celebration of the championship. Instead, it turns into fighting for you know equality, social justice, and Brittany Griner's trade you know deal. Oh, God. And it's like you you won the title. You're supposed to be there to celebrate the title. I will understand you know equal rights and and justice. That's all important, but. You were celebrating the title. Why, why, why is this becoming about gun control and all these things? I thought for sure we're going to get some Biden beauties out of this one. When we saw the posting that the Warriors were going to be there, I said, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be great. He's going to get up there. He's going to start telling, uh, 
back uh, YMCA courtyard uh, cor- <laughs> corn pop pickup game stories. That's what I was waiting for. I, I, you know, when I dunked on him that time when I was 11. Yeah, it was <laughs> great. <laughs> then when I taught, uh, taught uh, Magic the finger roll. That's right. That's what I was waiting for. That time, I would tell you guys about the time I'd be Larry Bird in a three-point <laughs> contest. <laughs> I said, no lie, man. No joke. I'm no, serious. No, no joke. No joke. Really happened. <laughs> it was while I was being raised by Puerto Ricans and going to the Black Baptist Church. It all happened on the same day. So I was telling Kareem, look here. This is what you got to do. Oh, this guy, man. But he didn't, as far as I know, I didn't hear any of those those beauties. He just was low energy. And, yeah. You know, it's like a Warriors home game. The, the main thing that people made a big deal out of, which I... Personally, I didn't think it was that big a deal. He he went on down on one knee in front of the team as they were taking the photo. Okay. And Kamala started laughing. She's like, "Oh, I'm not getting down there. I'm not doing that." Oh, and boy. she just like stood in a spot where she wouldn't be in front of every, anybody. Oh boy, the jokes write themselves. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. But I didn't think it was that big a deal. He went down on a knee. He just he didn't want to be in front of anybody. Well, let's give him credit where it's due. He got back up. He did. I had my doubts. As far as we know, that's not bad. Without help, that's not bad. Yes, he righted himself. He did. Okay. Well, he's in good shape, Bill. I mean, you've seen him ride a bicycle. Listen, he knows what he's doing. Ah. <laughs> when I ran the Boston Marathon last year, <laughs> I cor- I thought Steph Curry couldn't do this. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. He is a loon. He is. That he is. Uh, while that was going on inside the White House in the press room. Expect no more answer out of the White House about the Biden document thing. They are buttoned up. Yep. When it comes to the Department of Justice, when it comes to legal matters, when it comes to legal issues, uh, we have been very clear that we are not going to comment. We are not going to uh, politically interfere. Translation, we are saying nothing more that would incriminate ourselves. That's pretty much it. We are being very quiet about this. That is the official agenda. That is the yep. official plan. The word out of the, strat- the uh, strategy team there in the White House, don't say anything. No. <laughs> no. Do not talk. Do nothing. No. And she did. That yep. was it. Wrapped up. Goodbye. Just nope. refer to the Department of Justice investigation. We're not going to get involved uh, You know, outside of our purview to talk about, which is not. Those are all lies. Mm-hmm. But that's you know they're just uh, copping out. That's, that's, that's what they do. All right, in the meantime, for Fluff, it's yes. Wednesday already. Already it's midweek. Oh, wow, you're right. Oh, my gosh, tomorrow's Thursday. Good time to uh, waste your boss's bandwidth and check out the Morning Show blog and check out this fun video. Uh, it's really something, actually. I thought at first, I said, wow, she must be like, maybe she doesn't have arms. Maybe that's why she broke the Guinness World Record for farthest arrow shot with only her feet. No, she's got arms. She does. She's Australian. Perfectly healthy college student. She's a contortionist. Yes. Her name is Shannon Jones. Not only breaking the record, she does it, well, you'd have to be upside down because it's like a th- with a handstand. Right. Picks up the bone arrow, the, or is it a crossbow? No, it's a bone arrow. Bone arrow, yep. With her feet. With, yep, yep. She shot it 58 feet and 11 inches. That's what, almost 20 yards. That is unbelievable. It <laughs> hit a target that's actually minuscule. Here's the moment oh. she did it and describes it. Hold on. The Australians are warming up. (laughs) I'm going to break the Guinness World Record for the furthest arrow shot with my feet. The arrow must hit a 12-centimeter diameter circle in the middle of the target. Wait, hold on. 12-centimeter diameter target at 58 feet. Can I just, uh, you know, for all of us who go by the imperial measurement system, let me just do some uh, metric to imperial here. 12 centimeters is four and a half inches. That is a tiny bullseye. Four and a half inch diameter. Well, here she goes. Only her feet. Let's do this. Ah! 
Oh, oh my. Whoa. As you can see, I'm well behind the measuring tape. I believe that I've broken the Guinness World Record. Oh, they started the music. Did you hear happy? Yeah, happy. (laughs) (laughs) And the Australians went nuts. (laughs) It's like they just won the the Rugby Cup or the World Cup over there. That is a very impressive physical feat, though. It is. I mean, all kidding aside, that is... That's unbelievable. And I do have the video on the Morning Show blog. You can check it out. Course. All right. Like we said, waste your boss's bandwidth. It's right there. Check that out. I, I, I apologize, Bill, because I gave you a signal that I was wrong about. What? So if, if you'd like to keep going, you can. No, we're out of material. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> no, we will. What do we need, a minute here? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, a couple about? minutes. All yeah. right. All right. Justin on the fly. That's all I, I'm I, saying. I miss, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I I misread the situation. <laughs> Situational awareness, Diener. That's what it's all about. All right, coming up in the uh, mysterious 9 o'clock hour, we've yes. got all kinds of things to get to. We have uh, James Cameron blowing the lid off the Titanic door debate. This is fascinating. It's almost infuriating, though, because he's yeah. known the answer for 25 years, and he said nothing. I'm all in on this show, though. He has me hooked. I mean, yes. this guy has me... It's, he's good at it. I mean, hook, line, and sinker. I, I fall for it. Oh, yeah. Some more details on that crazy near abduction at a coffee uh, oh. shop in Washington State to try to grab her through the window. That's nuts. It's a better news. Big Powerball. Jackpot up for grabs tonight. Woo. We'll have that and a lot more. Can I go now? Yeah, let's go. Really? Yeah, let's do it. All right. How about if I wait and do All right. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Uh, I got him elected, pure and simple. So, you know, now I hear you might want to run against me, so we'll handle that the way I handle things. Oh, the way I handle things? What the heck does that mean? Oh, my. We got a Godfather situation on our hands. Sounds like the Don has spoken. Ah, uh, the literal Don. <laughs> no, not really. But it was just interesting, and it was just kind of cryptic. That was uh, Trump during that interview yesterday. It was very expansive. I give credit to the guy. I had never heard of the, I keep getting this wrong, Dean. Is it the Water Cooler Podcast? I think that's what it's called, yeah. Give the guy credit. He did a uh, long interview, phone interview with Trump on there. Got some, he asked some good questions, got some good answers. Including that one, he asked him about the uh, impending fight. It's coming. You know that that the, they're going to meet at the uh, meet at the pass. Oh yes, or the OK Corral. Him and uh, him and DeSantis. And Trump was interesting. You heard him say right there. Well, I got him elected, and then he goes into the story about this. Now think way back to the gubernatorial race. Nobody even thought a Republican was going to win. Nobody right? had heard of DeSantis before, and it was Adam Putnam who they thought was going to get it, and that's who Trump wound up, you know, uh, supporting at first. But then, when Trump gave his endorsement to DeSantis, according to Trump, Putnam said it was just all over. Adam Putnam had that that nomination locked up, you know, the Republican nomination for governor of Florida. He had it locked up. It was done. And when I, uh, as Adam Putnam said to me, when I met him a year later, I didn't know him at all, but I saw him. He said it was like a uh, nuclear bomb went off, a yeah. nuclear weapon went off when you endorsed him. That's pretty much how it happened, too. I, he's not wrong about that. No, I mean, look, we all remember what was 2015, 2016, oh, you know, yeah. all these races were going on, and Andrew Gillum, everybody was talking about him. He was the young upstart in the oh Democratic God. Party. And Stop for a second and think of how close we were we to were that. For, Can we you were, imagine yeah. us in a pandemic with that idiot as a governor? Can you imagine? We would have been California on the East Coast. Oh, my we God. We would have been New York. They would have locked it. We still would have been locked down. Yeah, probably. I can almost guarantee you this show wouldn't be on right now. No. We, we, would, we probably would have lost our jobs. Probably. 
because of everything being shut down. Probably. No funding, everything shut down. There's no think, advertising money coming in. I think in. most Done. South Florida businesses would have been closed yep. by then. It, absolutely. But then give him credit. So DeSantis, it wasn't only Trump. You know, Trump will tell you that story. Gets the nomination, gets some momentum. You know what else, too? Do you remember this DeSantis ad? Everyone's talking about, they're like, who is this guy? Everyone knows my husband, Ron DeSantis, is endorsed by President Trump, but he's also an amazing dad. Ron loves playing with the kids. Build the wall. He reads stories. Then Mr. Trump said, you're fired. (laughs) That was still to this day the best ad I've ever seen. It was really good. If you don't remember, just look it up on YouTube, you know, old DeSantis ad or whatever. And you know, you know what was smart about that too. Not only that, it stood out and it was funny and it was you know kind of quirky. Listen to who was speaking and on the camera first. Damn right. Uh huh. He was always smart about that. Put put the wife front and center. She's beautiful. Yep. It works. Well spoken. That's they're, right. Their family thing and not not for nothing. But going forward here, and it's this is how they think, not how we think. I'm just telling you. She's not only well spoken supporter, great. You know, and she was great in this campaign, the midterms for DeSantis. She's a cancer survivor. That too, yep. You don't think that matters, especially nationally? It's huge. Yeah, now it does. I mean, at you know that point... How many women can relate to that? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. You know, with, with, with breast cancer, I mean, that you know, obviously at that point she didn't have it yet, but I mean, now that's just, you know, you hate to speak of that strategically, but it is. It's added on to the list of things. They do. Trust me, them. they yeah. do. I know. That's how it goes. So that's uh, that's the latest. This fight is coming. We've said it millions yes. of times. It's going to get ugly. Good for us because it's going to be fun to talk about. But at the end of it, you're going to get both a better Trump and a better DeSantis. I can see it happening now. That's the thing to remember because yeah. the real fight, you know, there's going to be barbs and little mudslinging throughout oh, this year, especially as we head towards the fall for, for sure. But the real fight really won't be until about this time next year when you're about a month away from the Iowa caucus. You know, that's when things are going to start to get nasty. But just remember, remember these words. It's going to get nasty. You're going to get angry. You might get angry at your brother for liking DeSantis because you like Trump or vice versa, whatever it is, <laughs> or husband-wife fights because of this. Who knows? Because you're on opposite sides of Trump and DeSantis. But in the end, it's all going to be for the best because whoever comes out on top, everyone's going to be stronger for it and then come back together. So don't break up any relationships over it. It's going to get nasty. But you know it's also going to be tough in the meantime? The Democrats are going to love this. Yes. They're going to be wallowing in it. And they're gonna, you're going to hear things like, it's over. They're destroying each other. They're, they're eating each other. They it's an embarrassment. No, you're going to hear things like they have no chance against Governor Gavin Newsom. Yeah. That's who they're running. I'm oh, telling yeah. you right now. I agree. You're going to have Carl Rove come out with his whiteboard and say <laughs> it's, it's an embarrassment to the Republican Party that these two can't get along. But I'm telling you, in the end, just like with the House fight for Speaker of the House, in the end, it's, it's going to be for the best. In the beginning, it looks ugly. Once you get through it all, everyone's better for it, yep. and you're stronger in the end. That's, That's it. how it's going to work out. And it's going to be fun. Because we, as you know, if you listen to our show for any amount of time, we handle politics and news like sports. Yes. To us, it's entertainment. We try to give you the information through entertainment. Sure. And this is going to be entertaining as hell. I'm sorry. To, <laughs> depending be. on, I think what Trump's talking about there is he sits down or on the phone or whatever meeting with DeSantis, as he has before many times, obviously. He's his governor. And he'll kind of say, this is why it's in it for you to not run right now. And DeSantis doesn't listen to him. Then it gets really nasty. And then they'll figure it out. And then something will come out in the wash. And then everybody's okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. I That's mean, how it's, it'll be. It's either that or, you know, they end up running and, and whatever happens, happens from there. Or, I mean, like you said, maybe he convinces them not to run. Or he convinces them to run as his running mate. 
I mean, it's not, you know what? Everybody's poo-pooing that. It's not that far-fetched. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's not like out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it's I, an outlier. It is. I mean, I, and I get the argument against it. I understand because you know they can't happen. They're both alpha males, and I've said that myself. I've I've made that argument before, but when they sit down strategically, yeah. and say, you know, we can't lose if we do this together. Right. It's kind of hard to pass that up too. So I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of questions, a lot of scenarios to be answered and played out over time. <laughs> and DeSantis can always come back and say, you know, listen, I got a job. I'm fine. Yeah. I don't really need anything. Right. I mean, that's you know, he's got he's got uh the governor job here for a little while longer. So he hasn't responded, by the way, to no. that comment. And he's not going to. I mean, wouldn't expect that. I mean, you got Trump saying this. So, you know, now I hear he might want to run against me, so we'll handle that the way I handle things. DeSantis fires back with, Give me a break. You can whiz on my leg, but don't tell me it's raining. Okay, that didn't happen. (laughs) Portions of that cut were earlier recorded. I I don't even remember why he said that. Do you remember what that was was about? I think he was talking about, I think it was a Fauci thing. Was it? I really do. I think that was somewhere mid-pandemic, whatever it was. I I don't know. Makes sense. I don't know. I'm just glad he's here. Yes. Again, you you horror, you gave me shivers down my spine when you're talking about Andrew Gillum. We was, were this close. You yep. know how close that election was? It was very close. My God, that would have been an absolute nightmare. A few thousand votes. Oh, my God. I know. <sighs> Thank God. Thank God is right. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got a uh, big Powerball jackpot tonight. 439 million bucks. That's grown and grown as uh, Mega Millions was getting all the love. But that's uh, that's there for the taking if you want to play. I My anxiety has been building up. Every hour this morning, as I continue to think about this, as I continue to ponder, oh no, I have to stop again. <laughs> I have to go out of my way, stand in line, spend money on tickets when I know I'm not going to win, but I have to try to win, but even though I know win, I'm not going to. But if you won, it would be awesome. Well, yes. That's how they get yes. you. A little hook, <laughs> a little carrot they dangle in front of your face. See, I'm, I'm sitting here complaining about having to buy tickets because I'm just going to be wasting my money. But then if I end up winning, I'm going to be like, I always knew I would win one day. I told myself. <laughs> I always knew. <laughs> I had a feeling to go play it. Be one of those most hated lottery winners. <laughs> like you said before, you'd be on somebody else's morning show blog. <laughs> That's right, yes. Some, mor- some morning zoo in Oregon going, I hate that guy. No, that guy's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shocking news from the entertainment world. No, not the Madonna thing. So this is the ship they say is unsinkable. It is unsinkable. God himself could not sink this ship. It is unsinkable. Is <laughs> the unsinkable Molly Brown that that was? That was her. No, this is news about the Titanic door debate. Finally settled. Not even settled from James Cameron, the director. It has been blown up, extinguished, uh, completely removed from the conversation. There is no debate anymore. He, he changed the conversation. And he's been able to do this for 25 years. And this this Svengali has kept this in his back pocket the whole damn time. So, first of all, let's start with this. There's a documentary coming out on February 5th. I'm in too, Diener. I want to see this. Titanic, 25 years later. I'm all into it. I was just watching Titanic the other day for a little while. I found it on TV. Part of this is they're going to do a forensic examination, because <laughs> he always does documentaries. Sure. To settle the debate of whether or not Jack could have fit on that door that was floating with Rose if she let him on instead of falling down and freezing to death. And he's a, oh, nice, yeah. he's a popsicle. Very right? controversial. Everybody's talked about it for years. Because that's been the big debate. Could he have fit on the door? Could she have saved him? But she <laughs> let go and he drowned, right? There he goes, right. Well, James Cameron says, it's not a debate. It's not even a door. 
A what? It's not a door. See, this is the part that gets me. This changes the entire conversation. It's a piece of wood paneling from first class. I mean, my life has changed. It was from a cabin, an inside cabin, he says. Not a door. He uh, always insisted the reason Jack and Rose couldn't both survive had nothing to do with there not being enough room. It has this factored into it. The paneling, because it's not thick enough... Wouldn't have remained and couldn't have remained buoyant with both of them on it. That's what they're going to show in the forensic test with this special coming up on Nat Geo. See, this changes the entire discussion. There is no discussion. Yeah. It would have sunk. They both would have sunk. See, what Jack should have done was find another piece to float on. Instead of sitting there like a goon just freezing to death. <laughs> what he should have done is find another girl down there in, in steerage. That's right. When he was shoveling coal, somebody that would have saved him. <laughs> She just let him go. Grab onto something, Jack. Come on. Don't let go. Jeez. Uh, James Cameron says for his part, uh, I won't say what uh, results were, but we came to some pretty hard and fast conclusions. I think he said it when he said it's a, it's not a door. That's the conclusion. It sounds like he's given the results there that it would have sunk. Which, to be fair, if you go back and watch that scene, he does try to climb onto it. He pushes her on first. It does then wobble. Then he tries, and it wobbles. Yeah. It starts to go under, so then he comes off. It does, doesn't and it? And just hangs on to the edge. Wow. So maybe he's got a point. Mm. I don't know. Is, is it, I don't know. Is the debate really settled? Could that be it? Well, they'll settle the debate in the sequel, Titanic 2. <laughs> they make it this time. It was all a dream sequence. Oh, this no. time they make it to New York. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though, real quick, is you have people, and I guarantee you they're out there, who don't even know this was a real thing. Oh, yeah, no, they think it was just a movie, right. You know? Oh, exactly, yeah. Oh, the Titanic, yeah, that's just yeah. a movie. That's just a Lego set. That's just, you know, a story. It's it's a folktale. <laughs> and then you realize, you're like, oh, that really happened. Oh, yeah. 111 years ago. Absolutely no sense of history whatsoever. No. Because they just believe what the movies or, you know, social media tells them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people like that. It's crazy to think. I would love to see one of those Man of the Street interviews. Who does those? Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, they used to do those. I remember uh, Jaywalk. You remember Jay Leno used yeah. to do that. I would love to hear it. Did you believe? Did you know? Did you know Titanic was a real event? No, <laughs> I'm sure. That, sadly enough, it might be more often than not. If you got like a group of 20 year olds together, like oh, 120 year olds, and no you idea. ask them, "Was it real?" You probably have 80 of them say no. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. I'm telling you. My God. All right, this is crazy, too. There's another viral video going nuts, and you can find it on our morning show blog, mm. 850wftl.com, and on the app. It's just crazy. More details coming out. They're going to have to do a press conference because it's a national, huge top story. This poor barista, she's just working at a coffee shop at a drive through window. This guy pulls up in a pickup truck, literally tries to abduct her, pull her through the window. It's insane. It really is. It's scary stuff. We've got them talking about it coming up next. The self Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. There are crazy, scary stories, and then there's this. I mean, uh, for good reason, it's one of the top stories nationally in the headlines. And also, 850WFTL.com, the morning show blog, we put it on there, of course, because the you know, it's, it's security video, I get that. But man, is this an insane kind of thing. And mm. at the end of this clip, we hear another barista in the same area talk about it. it it's kind of comforting to hear that at least whatever company it is, and I don't think it's like a Starbucks or anything. I think it's an independent coffee shop. Seems that way, yeah. Sounds like they like provide them with... with I think she at least says, like, you know, tasers, pepper spray, and pepper stuff, spray yeah. or something like that. Because, honestly, I think we've gotten to the point now, Diener, where it's important for employers to take care of employees this way with security as best they can. Could they have, I mean, actually predicted somebody would try to abduct a barista through a drive through window? No. 
But this is just insane. She's obviously exchanging money, giving him back his change for his drink and then trying to grab at her. It's absolutely terrifying, scary. We are equipped with a lot of cameras for that reason, for safety. We have pepper spray in the shops. We have a panic button. Oh my God. Okay, so I guess it's uh, <laughs> Auburn, Washington is where this thing happened. It's clear as day, even though it's black and white. Guy's in a truck, pulls up to the window as, you know, she just tried right there, as the barista tries to hand her her money. According to the cops, here's the description. He attempted to drag the victim through the window using a looped zip-tie device. Had the thing looped, ready to go, and had her arm in it. She was able to pull away. He pulled away to the truck when he knew that the, uh, you know, he was about to be caught here. Yeah. They caught him on the security camera, clear, very clear, Chevrolet tattoo in his left arm. It didn't take long to catch the guy. He's in custody right now. Yeah, plus you could see his side profile on the video camera, too. They pretty much caught him that afternoon. This happened at 5 in the morning. Their yeah, time. it's dark. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, you know, you you still, you know, the sun hasn't come up yet, and then they pretty much caught him that day. So I mean, at least you have that part of it, but just, just a crazy, crazy thing. It really is. You're just doing your jobs. You're handing him change, and you you get your arm grabbed, and the guy tries to zip tie you and pull you through the window. We've had, maybe it's because we see all these stories all the time, like more than the average person would. I don't know. I. I Think of my daughters having a job like this or something. I think like, not, yeah. not unarmed. Sorry. You got to have something. Right. Something on you ready to go. There's too many lunatics out there. It can't just be that we have more video now and social media and you hear about these stories. It can't be. There's, a, there's just a level of craziness that's out there that's way worse. It feels like it, it's it's funny you bring that up because I always think about that too. Is it that that reason? Are we just more aware of things because there's more cameras, there's more surveillance, there's more people with phones, so we're seeing these things that have always been happening? No, I think that's part of it. It's not all of it, though. I, I doesn't. I know. I think I'm right there with you. I think it's it's part of it. That's part of the equation, right? Yeah. You know, we're we're hearing about or seeing stories that we probably wouldn't have heard about before, but at the same time, it also feels like there's just more crazy now, and I don't know why that is. I think a lot of it came out of, uh, you know, the bail reform kind of thing. You got more mm. people that should be in jail that are walking the streets. This guy, though, I don't know, nice truck. Yeah, right, right. Regular looking worker dude. Sure. By the way, the cops have not said anything, you know, sans a press conference. They haven't said anything about this was a past relationship or he's a hard hit man or anything. Unless something like that comes out, this is just some random lunatic. That's what I'm wondering, too, because like you said, this guy is driving a nice truck. It looks like, and trucks aren't cheap, especially the one that he's driving. No. Looks like a $60,000 truck, honestly. And, you know, you're, you're talking about a guy, like you said, looks like, you know, wor- worker class guy. And you're just over there trying to grab this girl out of the window? I don't know. This, If this is some random lunatic... That's that's the scariest thing to me. I know. The I randomness almost, of it scares me. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I almost yeah. want to find out that right. this guy was hired by somebody to do this, that she was a target. Because otherwise, if this is just some random dude trying to do this, that's just terrifying. You're right. Is, you know? how, how sad is that, too, though? You hope to hear. <laughs> I know. You hope to hear that there was some relationship there. Right. Then it makes Because then we can wrap our heads around it. Yeah, exactly. Something that, like this, though? No. Some crazy ex hired somebody to do this. You know, then, then that at least makes sense. It's still terrible, but it at least makes sense for a motive. Yeah. Otherwise, you just it's just a lunatic doing this. God. I don't know. So maybe there's more information coming. I would expect them to. I think that Auburn Police Department is going to have some kind of a press conference to uh, make people aware of it. The story's that big. In the meantime, speaking of uh, social media and more cameras everywhere and more aware of things, I didn't think this was going to go anywhere. It seems to be really catching fire, though. This TikTok ban, you know, we got 20 states that have 
banned TikTok, the social media app, more on that in a second, from government-issued devices and on work time and all this stuff. And, that, and that's all good. Um, hidden in that ridiculous spending bill, Biden actually put that in there, too, where the federal government is going gonna, is gonna to ban the thing. Now, you get some major universities and a lot of them stepping up to ban, similarly, TikTok from campus uh, and and not among the students. Good luck with that. Hmm. But among faculty and staff and, and college issued devices not going to be allowed on there. This is really gaining some traction, actually. Are you going to be able to dip, ban it from the general public? N- never. Not no way. Not no. how. It's not going to happen. Not anymore. It's just that the cat's out of the bag on this yeah. one. But big university announced this. I think Auburn University was one of them. Yeah. Texas was one of a, like a bunch of majors. Oklahoma. Oklahoma one. was one of them, too. Yeah. Right. The concerns are growing, pouring in. This is something Trump talked about like in his administration. Didn't get it done. He was talking about a like a real ban. Right. Yeah, he wanted the national ban. Like, you can't function. This app is not available in the continental U.S. Like, right. That's what he was talking about. Like in, in India. India, Australia. That's Australia, too? Yep. They've, they've both done it. India I, did it a few years ago. I think it's too late for that. But now you've got at least TikTok on the table. The company that owns them that is in direct, you know, they're in bed with the CCP. And they're, you know, proven charges of them stealing Americans' user data. I mean, oh, yeah. it's out there. In fact, at least you got them to the table now saying, well, if we offer up some security concerns, you know, can maybe that's the best way to go through and we'll do a better job on our end. To prove this, that it's not just like hearsay, TikTok officials confirmed to Forbes, Forbes magazine, that its employees improperly tracked the locations of three of the publication's journalists. So you got three <laughs> journalists from Forbes magazine that were spied on by TikTok. They used... Methods that Forbes considers spying, uh, ByteDance executive, one of them resigned, the other was fired over this. They proved that they did it, and they got through to all of their personal information. <laughs> that's, you see, and that's the thing. When you say to somebody, oh, China's taking your information, like, ah, please, just show them that story. Right. <laughs> Not only were they taking their information, but they were being spied on. <laughs> they knew where they were. They knew what they were doing, all because of this stupid app. It's a real thing. Yes. It could really happen. And I know I'm a hypocrite because uh, my wife uses it all the time. She oh, says, hey, babe, look at this funny TikTok. I'm like, ugh. Oh, I know. And kids, all I, think, I can't get my kids off it. I know. You know, all you think about is the stuff that you hear, and it's too late. It's like you, you can't get people off of it. Wow. That's the real danger, too, is the propaganda through this thing. That's right. how they do it. Anyway. <laughs> Mind see, control. Another thing to keep an eye on if most universities ban that thing from their professors. Kids on campus are still going to do it. Make, oh, sure. That's where they're making most of their TikTok videos. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Sakes. <laughs> Wouldn't expect any change on that thing. Anyway, all right, we got more headlines coming up next. We got, uh, I know this is fluffy entertainment news. I understand that, but Madonna announced something huge in a big kind of way yesterday. You're probably, even if you're not a Madonna fan, this is a big tour she just announced. It is, though, it's true. And there is a South Florida tour date. We'll talk about that, as well as some other headlines from the swamp, too, coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. When it comes to the Department of Justice, when it comes to legal matters, when it comes to legal issues, uh, we have been very clear that we are not going to comment. We are not going to uh, politically interfere. The White House, of course, has indicated that uh, the administration cooperating fully with the review that the Justice Department has undertaken. And I, of course, would cooperate fully with, uh, with that review myself. Well, there's the latest from the White House. So they're handling things with the Joe Biden document search, which, by the way, it's not out of the uh, realm of possibility. They find more stuff. First cut there was Corrine Jean-Pierre. She says, nope, no more. Not answering. Nope, not going to incriminate myself. Nope, not going to happen. And then Tony Blinken. I thought that was oh. kind of revealing. 
I'm ready for uh, whatever they ask me. I, uh, you know, I didn't know. Uh, it's not really. Yeah, it's a surprise to me too. Uh, yeah. He sounds on defense mode. He sounds like he knows a lot more than what he's talking about. Doesn't this sound like a ship that is sinking? It is. And everyone, you know what I mean. Yep. And everybody's just trying to kind of put on their own life vest and say, "See you later." You're not going to get me. I'm not going down with this ship. Resumes are flying out of the West Wing <laughs> for all of these political hacks looking for new jobs in Washington, D.C. Going to go on to Indeed.com and see Kareem Jean-Pierre posting there. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, well, I deflect a lot of information. Yes. I'm a professional liar. It's got a little saucy, too. So uh, you might remember we used to talk to James Rosen, reporter, all the time, and then he kind of lost his job. Then he had some trouble with social media, whatever. He's back with Newsmax. He is awesome. He's great. And he actually, this got saucy, a little spicy in the White House press room. He claims that Corrine Jean-Pierre has said six incorrect things throughout this entire process about the documents. And he comes out and he goes, do you feel bad about that? Well, she, uh, she wasn't happy. Times that turned out to be false. Are you sorry about that? I'll see you tomorrow. Come talk to me. I'll see you tomorrow. Wow. And with that, she closed up her binder. She turned her head and she whisked away with a <laughs> smile on her face. By the way. So was that a was that an arrogant smile? Very. Is that very? Yeah. I wish I could show people right now. It was very. Along with, combine this at just about the same time, how about Joe Biden and his smirk when reporters are trying to ask him a question about the documents? He sat back in the chair and he just smirked. That, like, was, that was the thing, too, yes. You know what that smirk told me? You'll never get me. It seemed like it. It was just like, yeah, that's how I read it, too, because there's not even any sound we can play. No. I mean, they're asking him about it, of course, but just he's just sitting there. a cacophony of reporters yelling at him. He's sure. just sitting back smirking. That's what it feels like. It feels like, you know, catch me if you can. Oh, yeah. Very much. Give it your best shot. Yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. All of them. And I don't (laughs) think anything will get him, like, uh, by the long arm of the law. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think there's enough, if this thing keeps on snowballing, snowballing, enough pressure from his own political party to get him out of there. Because they do want him out of there. It's time. It's done. They got him through the midterms. He's done. They don't want him hanging. They don't want him hanging around and getting in the way of Gavin Newsom for twenty four because that's what they want. Certainly feels that way, you know. And they could put Kamala in there, which was always their plan anyway. Right. And, you know, the two teams couldn't agree on it, so they wanted to keep Joe in there. Right. And he's done enough damage. They got what they wanted out of his presidency, I think. And now things have gotten out of hand. It's done. It's it's getting too ugly. They want him. They want him. They want him cut loose. That's let me it. let me ask you this. Mm. This is something I haven't considered before. What is the one thing? And maybe it's maybe it's not one thing. Maybe it's just a a multitude of things, you know, put together in a big stew of disaster. But what's the thing that would like the, the straw that broke the camel's back for those in charge, for the shadow government, if you will, that made them say, you know what, guys, we gotta get this guy out of here. Let, let's let's release the document story. Let's let's let people know where this is, so we you know we can uh, start the fire and put the pressure on them. It's interesting too because it's not that's interesting. It's not the document story that did. I think they released the document story. Right. They knew right. the whole time it was there. That was the tool they used to get rid of them. Yes. So it's not like this was the excuse. They'll use this as the excuse. I think I don't know. I think probably going back to I mean, how much they lost throughout the country. They retained the Senate. Yeah. But they lost. So many counties flipped. I mean, That's how they were able. The Republicans, by a thin margin, were able to win the House. But they did win the House. They did. That's probably it. And a lot of those people just ran right against the Biden agenda. I mean, it could be that, right? Maybe it's something as simple as that. They feel like he's underperformed or hasn't been good at getting their message across. Right. 
Maybe it could even be something like the border. Maybe the border has gotten out of control. It may be. They, you know? they really may have screwed this up. Like, they wanted an open border, but they right. didn't want it to be this out of control. Now, you know, it's to the point where it's talked about on the mainstream news channels. Right. Now it's to the point where you have, you know, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, going to the border, <laughs> to, the, to the border wall, seeing that this is a national crisis and something has to be done. Which is incredible, by the way, because he's about to head up the National Conference of Mayors. And he's coming back from, he's doing this right after his visit to the border, mm. where he said exactly what you said, it's a national crisis. Here he was at the mayor conference. How do you not overburden one uh, city? How do you spread out uh, this obligation, this national obligation that we have? He's mm. only saying this because New York is affected now. That's what it is. If I this mean, was still just Texas and Arizona and New Mexico, and it wouldn't care. No. <laughs> no, they, they would still be acting like it's, you know, nothing's happening. Absolutely. But now that, you know, you have uh, immigrants living in there, illegal immigrants living in, in hotels and trashing hotels and crime is on the rise. It's a total disaster there. And now it's an issue. Now they right. care. Exactly. And that well, may, you may be works. right about that. It may be the border absolute disaster and the, the fact that it got exposed. That could be it, right? Maybe it's just gotten out of control. Because there's something, there's something that, that broke the camel's back, so to speak, that made them say, okay, let's, let's you know, plan B, let's release the document story, because he's not going to be able to overcome this one. And maybe he still will. I don't know. It may be just time. It may be like, we need a two-year, head. we're under two years now, head start. we got to get going. This is the off-season. we got to get, get ready for next season, yeah. 2024. We need some time to rev up, get him out of the way before he screws anything else up. Right. We, need, uh, we need Gavin Newsom in there. Release the document story. Maybe it's that. Maybe. Or maybe it's just so many unbelievable, incredibly stupid gaffes. It could be. <laughs> that it's just hurting the brand. I don't know. Maybe they didn't think he would be this bad. Well, the bottom line is, <laughs> it didn't happen by accident. No, I don't think so. I don't so, think Someone's so. known about this for a long These time. These kinds of things don't happen to fellow Democrats, especially a president, because they're so protected. There's no possible way. Right. No it, way. It's okay. I mean, you think about it. <laughs> Think about this realistically. It's not like somebody went into the Biden Center and opened up a closet and was like, hey, are these classified documents? I should tell mm-hmm. somebody about this. So people have known about this. It's been six years. Right. People have known. Highly powered people have known these documents are out there. Nobody said anything. Nobody cared because it was convenient for them not to say anything. Now it's convenient for them to say something. And the question is why? Remember Obama telling the famous quote, Joe, you don't have to do this. You don't have to run. Yep. Remember? Remember when it looked like he was still going to run anyway? We're at 2020. It's the pandemic time. It probably said Obama's calming everybody's fears. And he probably gets together at the uh, at the secret light White House location down the road, and he goes, "All right, look, don't. All right, everybody, don't look. I got I got all the dirt on Joe. If it gets too bad, we're just yanking. <laughs> that's you know? what's happening. Maybe something yeah. like that. Maybe Could that's be. the case. I don't know. Mm. Something's happening though. Makes you wonder. Well, I wonder about this. Here's a hypothermical for you. If you had to. You're forced in a game of truth or dare to make out with Madonna, would you? Oh, I'm not sure I would have done that in the, in the 90s. No, <laughs> no, I know. She's always grossed me out. I'm sorry. I know it's probably terrible to say, but she just ha- she's always grossed me out. No, I don't like her at all. And yeah. I think she's trying too hard. I get she's a legend. And I get, I'm bringing this up because it is a big entertainment story. This is a massive tour announcement. Massive. It is. It's true. It's, I mean, it's going to rival. It'll be one of the biggest money-making tours yes. of all time. There's no taking that away. You can, you can hate her, love her, but that's, that's very true. Well, she announced it yesterday. Viral video. He had a feeling this was coming because she announced a European tour. Now it's coming to the States, including, by the way, a Miami date, September 9th. Oh, that's going to be big. Coming okay. to Miami. 
The, 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 the Miami uh, Heat Arena, whatever it's yeah, called now. What's this now? thing called now? I think it's called the Miami Date Arena right now until they get a new sponsor. Maybe it's called We Used to Be FTX, but that little <laughs> curly-haired freak ripped us off too. Whoops. Was that the name? No. Dot com? <laughs> Some, somewhere along those lines. Dot <laughs> yeah. com. Uh, Madonna played a truth or dare game, very not safe for work, mm. and made a video of it with a bunch of celebrities to announce the new tour. The celebrities at the table were Amy Schumer, Judd Apatow, Jack Black, more on him, Lil Wayne, Diplo, Eric Andre, and Jack, well, Jack Black twice? Yes, because he made out with her. Oh, no, no. This is what it sounded like. Truth or dare? Dare. I want you to tongue kiss Jack Black. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. I want it. Oh, and it happened. Oh, jeez. Uh, I regret Who's playing screaming that. like a banshee back oh, there? all of them. I don't know. Oh, gosh. Probably Amy Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be in the video? Speaking of people I can't stand. Oh, she's the worst. Jeez. Uh, she's calling it the Celebration Tour. Kicks off July 16th in Vancouver. 25 cities across the states. I'm excited to explore as many songs as possible. Blah, 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 blah. I, I don't like... I think she's trying too hard. I think she's too old for this. <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm with you. It's, it's Still, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's going to be a huge money-making yes, tour. Yes, it is. It is. She's a legendary artist. We get that. And she... <laughs> She got too much work done. I know that's terrible to say too, but have you seen her lately? Oh, it's it's. She's almost unrecognizable. It's rough. <sighs> yeah, it's rough. I'm gonna get in trouble. I've said some bad things in the past five minutes. Well, you know. <laughs> that's how that goes. That's Wednesday already. We're sleepy. Yeah, you know, yeah. that, that's how that goes. <laughs> All right, just a couple of headlines coming up next. We'll update you on. But then uh, it is our uh, kitchen drawer segment yes. of things we didn't get to coming up next, inclu- Love it. including things such as the best place to hide if a nuke hits. Oh, good to know. I mean, that's 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 like a good PSA right there. These are things you need to know. Yeah. And what time of the day are you most productive and least productive? Hmm. Personally speaking or statistically speaking? No, personal. Okay. Very personal. Okay. All of that coming up next. <laughs> the Self Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. News Talk 850 WFTL, the self Loader Morning Show. Don't forget about the Morning Show blog on the app. You can find it right there. Also, 850WFTL.com. The good and the bad, really, of humanity. That crazy lunatic jerk of the truck that tried to kidnap a barista through the drive through window in Washington. Mm-hmm. I still can't get over that. It's insane when you see it. Yeah. And then uh, the good, you got the contortionist who hit the world record archery, firing an arrow only where their feet it's it's pretty cool. It I mean, fifty five feet eleven inches, and I think what did we figure out? The thing was like four inches wide. The target she hit, four, yeah, four inch, four and a half inches in diameter. This target, and she hits it bullseye, shooting it with her feet almost twenty yards away. That is crazy. New world record. It's an how awesome many video. how many times can we say that we have a world record on the morning show blog? Not often. Look at that, right? We'll leave it to Australia. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you get, you got it all on the morning show blog today. Check it out. It's all fun. Think about that for a second. If she was mad at you, right? Yeah. If you were her boyfriend, an estranged lover, mm. and somehow as she was attacking you, she lost her arms. No, no. She still could fire an arrow 55 <laughs> feet away and kill you. <laughs> right through right through the old squash. <laughs> <laughs> Even oh, then. No. Yeah. Wow. That would you know what that would that is something that would happen to me. I I would have a girlfriend who could kill me with her feet. That's it's a very it's a very Stephen Diener type of thing. You never know. I'm just saying. Even <laughs> Australia, everything's trying to kill you. Even girlfriends. That's right. All right, a couple of quick headlines before we get to the kitchen drawer random stuff. Uh, that, that Brian, I don't know if you followed this. That Brian Walshy story out of uh, Boston. Wow. This may be the quickest trial of all time. This guy's an absolute idiot, or he wanted to get caught. He's being arraigned on murder charges related to the disappearance of his wife. 
Anna Walshy. Bad news for Nancy Grace. There's nothing to talk about. No, no, nothing there. Left clues everywhere, left DNA everywhere. He literally, I'm not kidding. This was something they found on his Google search term. She's she's about 150 pounds. She's a woman. Yeah. They found one of his search terms. How do I dispose of a 150-pound female? It's... <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have written a note that said, I did it. Oh, my God. What a moron. And just a evil person. I mean, he killed his wife, the mother of three children. Oh, it's awful. What's wrong with this guy? He was taken into custody days after, like four days, I think, after his wife was last seen on uh, New Year's Day for misleading police looking into her disappearance. They first got him on a, um, inter- what do they call it, interference of uh, investigation? Uh, right, right. And, you know, they held him until they could get the official murder charge because they knew it was coming. The guy's an idiot. Yes. That was coming. And they said there were people, oh, there, were, there were witness of people like friends of theirs in the neighborhood. They were at their New Year's Eve party. They said, no, everything's fine. We were sitting there talking to him. Weird. Oh, imagine just going through that and in the back of your head, you know what you're about to do. Oh, my God. What is wrong with people, man? Anyway, and uh, expect no more reports about the Biden document search of the White House. They shut that down yesterday. Nope, not talking about it anymore. Nope, go ask somebody oh, no. else. Yeah. No, no. It's not our problem. It's up no. to the, the uh, Department of Justice. Unless they find something else, then they're going to have to talk about it. Mm. The heck knows. All right, now it's time for some random fun. few minutes left. What's the most productive time of the day for most people? I don't think we count. We get up too early. Yeah, we're, we're uh, outliers here. Most productive part of the day? I would say 10 a.m. Very close. We're most productive at 10.22 a.m. Ah, okay. And then it's all downhill from yeah, there. Yeah, it is. We hit the first big slump at 1.27. Yep. And then another one at 2.06. Two slumps in a row? Two slumps. Ooh, the double slump. No good. (laughs) (laughs) No surprise, we uh, tend to feel the most drained on Mondays and Fridays. Sure. Top things that drain us, according to this national study. Science! Emails. (laughs) Boy, you're not kidding. Too much time in front of a computer. Yeah. Interrupted by colleagues and not taking breaks. See, I'm okay with not taking breaks, but maybe that's part of my problem why I feel burned out by the end of the week. I I don't know. I'm very strange like this. I hate taking breaks. I know I got work to do. And I'm just going to get it done. I, I'm taking just break power to me. through? Yeah. yeah. It feels like I'm interrupting myself. It's like you say, oh, I'm just going to lie down for a second. Yeah, exactly. You wake up 18 hours later. That's right. In general, this is interesting how it breaks down. 38% they say they're more productive in the office. 22 say they get more done at home. I feel like I, I, I've been able to do both. Yeah, I know. you got to balance it. Yeah, and we do. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, people think we're done here in four hours. Oh, there's, there's plenty we do at home. There's more stuff. Oh, yeah. And then this. This is good news to know. New study found the best place to hide of a new kits. Oh, this is good to know. I mean, the, let me write this down. I'll, I'll jot this one down here, Bill. Wouldn't worry about it too much. So your <laughs> odds of getting hit by a nuclear blast are a billion times lower than falling down an apartment elevator shaft. Good to know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Remind me to stay away from apartment elevator shafts. Good Lord. The study figured out the best place to hide and take shelter if nukes start falling Bomb shelter is best, but if you don't have one of those lying around, here's what you do. <laughs> Inside a sturdy structure, not outside, mm-hmm. get to okay. the corner of a room as fast as possible, specifically a corner facing the blast. How the heck do you know where the blast is coming from? Honey, Let's the- see, what direction is Russia? <laughs> Honey, I believe the blast is coming from the north-northeast. <laughs> Turn just slightly to your right. And me being... Uh, Directionally ignorant, I'm lost. Oh yeah, just my face would be melted right off in the. <laughs> just spin in circles and hope you land in the right spot. Uh, <laughs> big one, of, one of those old guys in the old, uh, you know, atomic blast movies right. where his face is melted off. 
<laughs> blowing backwards. They did a bunch of computer simulations. How'd they do that? I don't know. To see what happens to the blast wave hitting different types of buildings. Well, and if you're too close, there's not much you can do. No, no, no. <laughs> you try to get into the moderate danger zone. You guys do the best you can. Worst places to be? Hallways, doorways, near windows. Outside. Does it matter? No. This is like, hide under your desk. Flash. Oh, my God. Remember that? They used to do, like, in the, in the what was it, the 50s? There's yeah. There's train kids. Okay, hide under your desk. Yeah, that's going to help. That's <laughs> yeah, sure. Good luck. Little Susie didn't make it. She didn't hide under her desk. Good Sorry. Luck. Good luck with that one. Jeez. All right, thanks for hanging out with us. Tomorrow will be the Thursday, the South Florida Morning Show. A lot to cover. It starts at 6 a.m. right here. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.